Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com you are listening to jock journal radio and now it is time for the sports drive your host josh lopez will be taking calls for the next two hours and his co-host sean mann will be giving you up-to-date news direct from jockjournal.com so get on the line and become a jock star Everybody here on a Friday. They got it Friday in the city of Chicago. Stop. Welcome to the Sports Drive episode 18. It's the Sports Drive with Sean Mann and Josh Lopez. Uh, Of course, we'll be joined by the big win today. Uh, We got the snowman coming up at the top of the hour for the infamous Gibby Bayless Bash Hour. Let's get some particulars out of the way. If you'd like to join the program today and make predictions for this Sunday's NFL game, you can call us at 602-753-1743 or hit up our text line at 77948. Dial 77948, type the word text, space, and then your message. Or you can also send uh, your predictions or questions at josh at jockjournal.com. Pretty simple way to go. We'll talk about the Vikings. Carl Steve obviously starting right now. If you want to call in, like I said, 602-753-1743. We'll wrap up our discussion about the MLB winter beans at the bottom of the hour. Um, Of course, we'll talk about uh, the bash hour. And then all third hour, we'll go into week 14 NFL predictions. And what games are Ethiopia games this week? It should be interesting <laughs> to find out. Uh, we're on social media at Da Sports Drive and CA Sports Drive. Uh, follow Frank at Twitter at Jock Jarrell Frank. Follow Sean Man, the Gutterball Man, at Sean Man SWR. I'm at Twitter at WC Josh Lopez. With that said, with all the particulars out of the way, let's introduce the gangbusters of Sports Talk Radio here. Let's go all the way to Blue Bumblebee, Idaho, Quarter Lane, Idaho, and Sean Mann, the historian man. What's going on, buddy? I'm doing very, very well, Josh. Thank you very much. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday, December 11th, 2015. It's 10.03 a.m. on the East Coast, which makes it 7.03 a.m. on the West. Uh, doing well in general. Having a good day. 
Weather is expected to be up to 39 degrees, no snow on the ground. Of course, the rain has kind of passed and moved on, uh, but doing okay, Josh. Uh, how are you, and how's the weather out there in the Windy City, and how are you, Frank? I was doing, doing just good. fine. Dude, I was doing just fine until Josh had opened up the show with his singing. You know what, Josh? You almost caused me to go deaf. I went deaf probably literally for five seconds. You almost caused permanent hearing damage. You're and you know what? a mean one. Oh, no. Please don't. Mr. Grinch. Dude, you may be really my buddy. You, you really are. I'm going to tell you what. You really are in deep trouble because if you cause me to go deaf, I'm going to sue you, buddy. Hey, I ain't paying for crap. So that's not you. Oh yeah, you better believe it. <laughs> hey, should we tell listen, should we tell everybody about uh I guess the stipulation I made before we went on air. The promise, the guarantee, uh, sure. the promise to you. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna yeah, let me go mention ahead. it. Listen, as you know, and Josh and I have had this debate and argument and fighting back and forth, not not with fists of course, but with work, about how much I have lately hate um the WWE because I consider it stale. I consider it as as our buddy Josh Lopez would say, boring. You know what? Actually, talking about Ethiopia, with what I've seen the last few years, I think Josh. I know you're gonna get in. You're gonna you're gonna rip my chops or that. But sometimes I think the WWE should move to Ethiopia with all its events. However, however, I haven't seen it for a while. Sometimes I change it. I catch bits and pieces of it, but not an entire three-hour show of Raw. After the NFL season comes to an end. I will give Raw the opportunity. I will watch all three hours of Raw after the Monday Night Football slate comes to an end, and then I will come back the next day on this show, and I will give my critique of of Raw. And even if it's boring after one hour, I still will not change it. I will give all three hours my divided attention. Is that fair, Josh? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sean, I, man, I, I before will... we start off with Sean, before we go over the games tonight, um, well, not tonight, well, from last night, my bad, but uh, really yeah, quick, you buddy, um, you were mentioning to us earlier that your dad uh, doesn't really seem to um, enjoy the Christmas season, and I kind of called him a Scrooge, so I want to apologize in advance, but uh, are you a Grinch during the holiday season, too, my friend? Because uh, we don't want you to go down the same path here. I enjoy it. I think that, you know, everybody, we realize it's once in a lifetime. You know, it's like it's a time to be counting all your blessings and being blessed for all you have in life. And my dad's only doing it because he's busting our chops about it, even though he's not a big fan about uh-huh. it. But I love my old man. My old man is great. Dad is uh, he's he's wonderful, and uh, I give him heck about it. But, yeah, I'm definitely excited about it. Two weeks from today, I'll be amazed to find out exactly what I got for Christmas. All right, let's get to the game from yesterday. Uh, NFL Network, uh, the Arizona Cardinals moved to 11-2 to they defeat Mike Zimmer's Minnesota Vikings. Um, I'll, we'll go into detail in a couple of minutes, but um, of course the Vikings are now eight and five as they wait to take on the Chicago Bears next week, and um, Arizona will be on Sunday Night Football next week in the flex game with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, the game was uh, pretty interesting. I only got to catch the uh, the end of the game. I didn't get to watch all of it because I had to cover SmackDown last night. 
But uh, back and forth action, uh, battle of two good defenses. Both teams have been um, kind of tired and uh, been very physical for the last five weeks, especially with the number of hard-hitting opponents they've had to face over the past month. Um, I, I thought it was a solid game. Uh, the Cardinals took advantage, and they played good, and they clinched a uh, playoff berth. With a Seahawks loss to Baltimore, the Cardinals will win the NFC West. Um but, boys, uh, what was your guys' thoughts of the game last night? We'll start off with the uh, big win. Let me just say, Josh, you were the one that mentioned how this game should have been on CBS in addition to the NFL Network. All I could say is who cares because I have the NFL Network. I have it in 65 inches of stunning Sony high-definition 4K technology, and I loved it. And I love this game. There, These Thursday night games have come under a lot of scrutiny because of the fact that you have four days in between games, short week to prepare, short week for the bodies to rest. But just watching this game last night, guys, it looked like I was watching a Sunday afternoon or night or a Monday night game. This game was very competitive, and I think the big surprise for me was the Minnesota Vikings, a team that had come off a devastating loss at home against the Seattle Seahawks, came ready to play. Now, unfortunately, it came down to a fumble at the end in which a, in which you were on the verge of a tying field goal if you're the Minnesota Vikings. But this Minnesota Viking team, I would have to say that that was impressive for me. The way they were able to come off such a short week, devastating loss, travel two time zones over to Arizona, and not win, but play very respectively. Now, interesting, I want to stir up a question with you guys here, because I'm reading an article um, from Connor Orr of, of NFL.com. And it's entitled, Mike Zimmer thought about kicking a third down field goal. Let me ask you guys this. What would you have done? Think about this. A third down field goal, not much time left on the clock. Obviously, who knows what would have happened. Teddy Bridgewater would have not had that play in which he would have not fumbled on his release. Personally, guys, I would have not gone for it on third down. I would have tried to set up a few more yards. Give Blair Walsh, Blair Walsh some more breathing room and tried the field goal on fourth down or whatever the down was at that point. But not on third down. I'll say this. For Mike Zimmer uh, to think about it but not do it, I think that was the right call, although it's devil's advocate. It's Friday morning quarterback as far as these Thursday night games are gone. Let me ask you, what would you guys have done here? Seriously, kick it on third down I, or try to get a few more yards? I, I, would, I would actually go with the field goal because you got to look at what team you're playing against and Tate Bridgewater does have an issue at times playing from the pocket so this the analogy of oh you can just make a short pass down to the sidelines is not a good option because you got of course uh, Patrick Peterson is one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL you, you have a good secondary there so I, I thought that Mike Zimmer should have went with the field goal uh, I, I would take the field goal anytime than risking an interception just for the sake of being safe and wa- uh, wasting more time. If you have an opportunity and you got a kicker that can make points when you need points, take it. But before we go to Sean, uh, Sean, what was your thoughts on the game last night and then uh, answer Frank's question? Yeah, Josh, uh, the way I look at this game was I did watch the entire game last night 
The Vikings knew very, very well. I'm going to start with them first. They knew very, very well that this was a chance for them to not only keep their NFC wildcard hopes alive, but to try to battle with the Green Bay Packers in the NFC North division. I have to tell you, and we mentioned about this during our Skype uh, meeting, our conference call that we always do to go through the outline of events and discuss key things for sports. sports. I have to say, everybody, I think the pressure is starting to catch up with the Minnesota Vikings. They got humiliated yeah, yeah. by they got humiliated by the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday. They go into Arizona. They have a chance to win a big game. From here on out, Minnesota knows they need to win the rest of their games to even have a shot at getting into the wild card. But I think the pressure is catching up with them. And for the Arizona Cardinals, it's very simple. They know that they need to win this game, not only clinch a playoff berth, but try to battle with the Carolina Panthers for that number one seed. But I have to tell you, I don't think they can catch uh, the Carolina Panthers. I think with Arizona, I think their mindset is just get the number two seed. You still know you'll have a first-round bye, but a huge win for the Arizona Cardinals. And Minnesota, I'm going to answer your question, Frank. You know what? Third down, if you're going to go for a field goal, maybe just give it to Adrian Peterson. Like what What I'm trying to say is have him run like maybe four or five yards. You know, give him a couple yards, then uh, kick your field goal. I don't know if Minnesota had any timeouts. I don't think they had any timeouts left. They did left. not. They did not. They were out. They were out. Oh, okay. Well, what problem maybe try to do a sideline pass and get out of bounds and then bring in your field goal unit. Yeah. And I know you have to be very – here's the situation I about NFL. Yeah. I've been – but, but, Frank, here's the situation, okay? situation is this. I've been watching NFL games for a long, long time. When you don't have any timeouts and you're trying to battle to get into the playoffs uh, and you're trying to do it, you've got to learn to even manage the clock. You've got to manage the clock and you've got to run uh, maybe your one-minute offense or your two-minute offense with no timeouts. So I understand what Minnesota was trying to do, but that fumble really – really doomed and jeopardized the Minnesota Vikings big time. I'm sure for people in Green Bay, I'm sure they're thinking, great, now we've got a chance they're to hopefully reca- yeah, recapture the NFC North division. But huge loss for Minnesota and a big win for Arizona. I think that if the Packers do beat the Cowboys on Sunday in Lambeau, and they are the favorites here, that they are going to win this division, no question about it. Let's see what happens on Sunday. It's a late afternoon kickoff. But if the Packers win that game, you could pretty much have the division uh, wrapped up for a lot, wrapped up in lock for the Green Bay Packers. But here's why I disagree with you about going to the sideline. I understand where you're coming from in terms of trying to preserve time here, and I think I and I do agree with you on one thing here: giving the ball to AP Adrian Peterson, trying to pick up some more yards. But that's the thing: you got to run it down the middle. You've got to have Blair Walsh come out and attempt a field goal right down Broadway. So I disagree with you on going to the sideline here, but clearly what looked like Teddy Bridgewater was doing, it looks like he was releasing his pass down the middle, and it proved costly. And I'm gonna, and that's all part of how great the Arizona Cardinals have been on defense. This has been well, such let me, a, Go ahead, Sean. I mean, let Josh. Let's... Let, let. <laughs> Let me ask you guys a question. Do you think Carson Palmer continues to be um, undervalued as far as the MVP race is concerned? Because, I mean, honestly, I, I 
think the MVP award for what it is, not by popularity or who plays politics or who's the most fit, uh, popular football player in the NFL. The award is called most valuable, valuable player. And I don't know anybody else in the NFL that's more valuable to the team besides Ben Roethlisberger than Carson Palmer. Because look where the Cardinals were last year heading into the playoffs without Carson Palmer. This guy has had a total resurgence of his career after the whole debacle in Cincinnati and Oakland. And I feel that he gets underappreciated for what he's doing with this team right now. Josh, I have to say, yeah, I'll go first. Yeah, I have to say the the MVP is up there uh, for Carson Palmer. Of course, he's going to be battling it out with a couple other big candidates uh, for MVP, like uh, Tom Brady and, of course, uh, Cam Newton. Uh, so there's some good possibilities out there for uh, for Carson Palmer. But I agree with what you're saying, Josh, because he had miserable times in Cincinnati and Oakland. He has really come to Arizona and he has done really what I have to say is a sensational job. And the Cardinals are a way better team than they were last year. This was a team, of course, last year, which was 11-5. and When they lost to Carolina, I began to think, will this Cardinals team recover? Will Carson Palmer maybe do what he did in 2014, but will the Cardinals be a better team? Right now, they're showing it with what they're doing. And, of course, you talk about all the bad years the Cardinals have had throughout their history in Arizona. Uh, this has been an amazing story. So the Cardinals, give them props for the way they're playing. Carson Palmer is a possibility for MVP. I'm not ruling it out with him. If you take a look at Carson Palmer, he's had a pretty remarkable run since coming into the NFL many years ago. Obviously, the Cincinnati Bengals before uh, before that, and as well as the Oakland Raiders. But if you take a look at his two main goats and his two main targets here. They have definitely been huge playmakers. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, this guy has become an Arizona Cardinal icon. I mean, look at the way he, he look at the way he shows up free to play. He catches the football very well. Although I'll say this, old Odell Beckham Jr. is certainly giving uh, Larry Fitzgerald and every wide receiver a run for their money in terms of memorable grabs. But what about Michael Floyd? Uh, Michael Floyd has certainly come into his own with the Arizona Cardinals and definitely has been a, a sight to watch with them as far as the passing game. So you have Carson Palmer, you have Fitzgerald and Floyd, your two main go-to guys here. Now, as far as Carson Palmer goes, I have a feeling, Josh, that he's not going to be underappreciated, that there's going to be a good assortment of MVP votes when the awards are, are over. Uh, however, I do think that this is somewhat of a popularity contest, but as far as the popularity contest goes, hey, Cam Newton, the Carolina Panthers are undefeated. Did you guys honestly think the Carolina Panthers, the team that got into the playoffs with such a sucky record, would be undefeated? I think not. And I think that definitely plays into the advantage of Cam Newton when it comes to MVP. That's true. Uh, can I ask you both a question too? As we are, uh, we got got a little bit of time left before we have to go to the. Uh, I think with what Josh is saying, the first update. If we go to the Minnesota Vikings, if they lose the next three games and they get bounced out of the playoffs, how will this Vikings team be remembered in 2015? Ooh, that's a good question. 
I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say if they don't make it in as a wild card, then the season was another failure. Because we know how tough it is to win the division, and the Vikings were actually, as of last week, before, of course, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Richard Rodgers, and the Hail Mary in the Motor City, uh, the Minnesota Vikings had the divisional lead. But the key for the Minnesota Vikings is, look, you're still in contention for the division. You can't do anything about the Green Bay Packers until Week 17, and we could be talking about that Week 17 matchup in Lambeau between Minnesota and Green Bay for the NFC North. But if the Vikings don't get in as a wild card, I'm not saying make it to the Super Bowl because clearly this team I don't think is good enough to be there. They're not. But if they can't get in as a wild card, I think this season's a failure. Josh? <laughs> oh man. Always um you know, I you know, it kinda of reminds me of the Bears a little bit a couple of years ago when they were really getting on the roll with Mark Preston. I'm not talking about last year, Frank, but No, two years ago. Year. Yeah. And, yeah, I remember that. That, that year that year Adrian Peterson was running wild and all that stuff. No, I think that was twenty twelve actually. My bad. Yeah. Are you sure we are you are you yeah, sure? Because yeah, you mentioned Mark Pressman. Pressman's first season, no, Josh, no, was No, it was 2012 because that was actually Lovey's last year. I remember yeah, it now. That's right, that's because, right. Yeah, because the Bears won their last game and then in Detroit, and then they uh, the Packers lost the Vikings. And, um, yeah, the, Bears, the Vikings remind me a lot of those, that 2012 Bears team where they were 10-6, but they missed the playoffs due to – circumstances, seeding, all that. You know, Vikings uh, don't have that much of an easy schedule coming ahead. I know a lot of people will assume that they'll beat the Bears next week, but that's not a given. I mean, the Bears were one play away from beating the Vikings the last time they played them. I mean, Blair Walsh just walked off the game with a game-winning field goal last time. It was really a tight game with both teams last time, so... It's not going to be a cakewalk for the Vikings next week. And then, of course, you got the Packers coming up soon. Yeah. And then, uh, Lambo. And then, and then who's the other team the Vikings are playing against? Uh, the Giants. They played the Giants. Yeah, they played oh, the, yeah, New the York Giants. Giants yeah. Which is the last mm-hmm. game. It's at home, and that's the last game at, at the at TCF Bank Stadium before mm-hmm. the Vikings move on to their new stadium next year. Yeah. And, and you know the Giants are going to bring it, too, because, you know, Despite oh, yes. the fact that NFC East is one of the worst divisions in all of sports, the Giants will have a chance to make the playoffs. So it's not going to be easy right for this team. And if Teddy Bridgewater is who a lot of people think he is, he needs to step up and uh, carry the team on his shoulders. You know, Adrian Peterson is the hard team, but you need to have your quarterback shows up, show up in key situations like this. Uh, like we mentioned before, it, the Bears are not making the playoffs, but they could in a way if the Vikings lose all their games. So who knows? I mean, the, oh, the NFL is it's very unpredictable. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But before we head to that first update, guys, wasn't this the best Thursday night football game they've had in general the last two years? I'd say it. Yeah, I'll go. I'd say it's probably been one of the best Thursday night NFL games in a long, long time. And NFL, please make games more intriguing like what we saw last night because it's like a lot of the matchups this year have really been very, very pathetic and just not good at all. Not good for the television ratings and stuff. I still say 
they need to get rid of the Thursday night games because I know I've been you know you just see it out of players how they get so tired how they just how you know your body wears out your body gets tired you're exhausted you're you're like you're thinking about it you're playing on a Sunday and then you got to play three days later or you play on a Monday and then you got to play a few days later uh, the NFL really needs to get rid of the Thursday night games even though this was one of the best games that they've had in a long time. Yeah, Sean, understand this. There is no way. One thing about the NFL, they are very accommodating. They're not going to schedule a team playing on Monday night and then have only a couple days off and play Thursday. The NFL will never do that. I guarantee you that. Uh, and as far as this Thursday night game, this was the best game we have seen with teams having a short week of preparation. Because let's backtrack. Let's go back to uh, – the Packers-Lions game, that, the, that memorable game. We know about the Hail Mary, but the Vikings, the Packers and the Lions, they had both played the previous week, Thanksgiving Day. They had a full week to prepare. Going from one Thursday game to another Thursday game, this was like your typical NFL preparation week, seven days off. Uh, this really surprised me because, like I said, Minnesota, Arizona, two teams, very competitive, short week of rest, and I think the Cardinals had the huge advantage because of the fact that Minnesota had to travel a couple of time zones over. It Doesn't it seem, guys, that if you look at these Thursday night games, haven't all of them, or at least the majority, been divisional rivals, or if not, games that are in close proximity of the two cities of the two teams playing? True, and uh, I, I think so, and that's a good, interesting point. Um, I just hope. I, I just hope, though, when we look when we look down the road of Thursday night games, that another scenario is that uh, the health and safety of the NFL players are important. But uh, uh, not to try to get off subject here, Josh and Frank, but. Another scenario that could possibly happen, I don't know when it could be, and I would not be surprised if Goodell as NFL commissioner possibly goes through with it. It's been very, very quiet. It's been very, very mum. But I would also have to say that maybe the possibility that instead of playing 16 games, that they would even play 18 games in the NFL. Think about what kind of think, think about what that could do to the health and safety of NFL players. And you're talking about maybe starting in late August for the NFL season. Sean, that's an uphill struggle. Okay, I've, as far as Roger Goodell and these owners, they might want it. I have a feeling, though, some owners are going to be against it because they are going to be thinking of the health and safety of their players. Now, you take a look at the two games and what it would mean going from 16 to 18 games. Sure, it would mean more money for the teams, more money in terms of revenue, ticket sales, concession, you name it. But these players will not go for 16, for 18 games. The NFLPA, the Players Union, will say no. I have a feeling that it may not come to fruition, and if it does come to fruition, it's going to take a lot of time, it's going to take a huge battle, and there's going to be a lot of debate about this, it's going to be back and forth, there's going to be heated arguments between the NFLPA and the NFL, between Goodell and the Players Union. If indeed the NFL is going to go to 18 games, I don't think it's going to happen in the near future because guess what? Goodell is going to be in for a fight. Josh? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's so many options to go with this. I, I just think that um, it, it seems like Roger Goodell's 
statue, instead of making the game stand out and making it more mainstream or whatever, it's more about what what could bring in more sponsors and money. And I would say it's a business and all, but it's it's about entertainment as well. But um, it's kind of like a double-edged sword now because they're more focused. They say they're focused on the athletes, but they're more focused on the corporate partnerships. Focus on dollars and all. Yeah, they're focused on money, and that's the that's that's the cool thing about uh, society, especially with professional sports. But amen, um, brother. Um, so I I I don't know, son. I I, I'm kind of split in between because either way, Roger Dell's gonna mess it up because obviously he doesn't care about the game. I mean. We all, always hear about these issues about the referees, the way uh, that the NFL has now made players come off like sissies and that you can't tackle anymore without a flag being called or you can't cover somebody without being a flag being called. And now they care about concussions now and all this stuff. It, it, it's just it's really odd how the NFL conducts their business. And I think that's going to come out in the coming weeks, especially with this concussion movie coming out. They're, they're not. They're going to get a lot of bad publicity coming out of that, even though it's an issue they've had not dealt with for the last five or ten years now. But you know, you, you put yourself in this position, you need to find a way to get out of it. And I don't know if there'll be another strike in the NFL, but I can see that happening because one, Roger Goodell has taken away the integrity of the game for what it was, and then secondly, it, it's just not. You mentioned it all the time, Sean, when we're on sports World radio, buddy. It's the no fun league anymore. It's not. It, it really, there's there's it, it, always it, drama with something. Yeah, it really, really is because I know we got about a minute before we have to go to the update, uh, first update seconds. of the day. Yeah, okay. Well, what I'm going to say real quickly, what I'm going to say real quickly is that yes, uh, it's becoming, it's a different era with Roger Goodell. Back in the days I grew uh-huh. up, and it was fun. It was the 90s. I grew up with it. You know, Elway, Neil O'Donnell, you know, Brett Favre. It was different back then. It was a lot of fun. But now it's a different era because Roger Goodell is in charge, and I don't have a lot of respect for Roger Goodell. I have never liked the way he's handled disciplinary action. But on that note. No to 18 games. No to 18 games. No London football that, in NFL. Yeah. That too. On that note, we're good. On that note, we're going to head to our first update of the day. This update is brought to you by JockJournal.com. Go to JockJournal.com to get your best information in sports talk in the NFL. It's JockJournal.com. All right, Sean, man, the historian man hit us up with our first update of the day. All right, Josh, thank you very much. Thank you very uh, much, too, Frank. Let's go to the NBA. Here is the action that we had from yesterday's finals. In the NBA, there were four games yesterday. Brooklyn over Philadelphia, 191. Chicago narrowly escapes against the Clippers, 83-80. Oklahoma City, 107. Atlanta, 94. And lastly, the Kings beat the Knicks, 99-97. For tonight's action in the NBA, here's what we got on tap for Friday. There is a bunch of games to take that will take place. On ESPN, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific today, it'll be the Heat at the Pacers. Cavaliers taking on the Magic, Pistons at the 76ers, the 23-0 Golden State Warriors. They're traveling to Boston tonight to take on the Celtics. Will the Warriors' winning streak continue, or will the Celtics hand the Warriors their first loss? We'll see what ends up happening there. Bucks at the Raptors, Hornets at Grizzlies, Wizards at Pelicans, Timberwolves at Nuggets, Thunder at Jazz, Another game on ESPN tonight, the L.A. Lakers taking on the San Antonio Spurs. 
And the other game is the Trailblazers at the Phoenix Suns. NHL, action from last night goes like this. There were seven finals from last night. The Red Wings over the Canadians, 3-2. Lightning over the Senators, 4-1. 4-1, the Panthers over the Capitals. Flyers, 4, Blues, 2. The Blackhawks, they lose against the Predators, 5-1. Jets, 6. Blue Jackets, 4. Flames, 4. And the Sabres, 3. For tonight's action in the NHL, here's what we have. Seven games just like yesterday. Red Wings at the Devils, Kings at Penguins, Jets at Blackhawks, Flyers at Stars, Wild at the Coyotes, Rangers at Oilers, and lastly, the Hurricanes taking on the Anaheim Ducks. In the NFL, one final from last night, Arizona over Minnesota, 23-20. That is the first update for the Sports Drive. Now back on over to Josh Lopez, host of the Sports Drive. Thank you, Sean, man. Welcome back, everybody, to the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio and JockJournal.com. It's time for On This Day in Sports History. We had a pretty good one yesterday. Um, we got we should have another good one today. Um, by the way, don't forget, at the top of the hour, we'll be having the snowman, Brian Snow, coming out for the Skippy Bales Bash Hour. So we got to head off the weekend with a bang with the bass hour. We're going to bring it in with the comedy today, for sure. All right, here we go. Um, on this day, 1951, Joe DiMaggio mm-hmm. announced his retirement from Major League Baseball. DiMaggio only played for the Yankees during his 13-year career. Where are you on going, Joe 19- DiMaggio? On this day, 1971, the Los Angeles Lakers set an NBA record at the time with 21 well, hold on before you go. Hold on before yep, you go on but, with that. We're kind of so, we're kind of noticing that history right now at the Golden State Warriors. He's beating it. Yes, we are. Yep. Yeah. Question <laughs> is how long? Um. Yeah, I, I don't think they're bringing the Bulls record by the way. If, if I don't think they're going to win tonight to against the Celtics, Sean. I don't think they're going to win tonight. I think they're going to win tonight against the Celtics. Sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Next one uh, on this day, nineteen seventy-two. Miami Dolphins coach Don Schultz on the cover of Time Magazine. Great accomplishment. Uh, that was after, of course, the the sixth uh, perfect season for the Dolphins. Um, anyway, on this day, 1981, my Muhammad Ali uh, fought his last fight. He lost his 61st fight to Trevor Burbick. That was and I was a live one. I was a live one. On this day, 1985, the single. Super Bowl Shuffle by the Chicago Bears Shuffling Crew was released. 1985. We're not here. There you go. We're not here to start no trouble, but we're just here to do the Super Bowl <laughs> Shuffle. Here we go. On this day, 1992, the NHL Hockey League governor's named Gary Bettman as the first NFL commissioner effective February 1st, 1993. So Gary Bettman became the commissioner of the NHL in 1992. And how much? All right. And how much so, the NHL has gone downhill since? <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. Two thousand. On this day, two thousand, uh, Mario Lemieux, owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins, announced that he would end his three-plus-year retirement and become an active NHL hockey player again. When Lemieux returned officially, he became the first owner player in NHL history. Uh, going down the list here. Um, on this day, two thousand and two. Scott Young of the Dallas Stars played his 1,000 game. I don't know if you guys uh, remembered him or not. Probably. Not sure. Nope. Not. I've heard of it, but not remember this day. 
No, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Andale, 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 andale. Hey, day, day, whatever. Yeah. You're confusing me, Carl. Oh, You're oh. confusing me. Uh, shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 All right, gentlemen, that's the wrap for Andale's Sports District for this week. Uh, we're going to head to our first commercial break of the day. When we come back, we'll wrap up our thoughts on this year's MLB winter meetings. Who won? Who lost? All the good questions. And so much more here on the Sports Drive on Jock Journal Radio. CarsForKids.com. That's Cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 Cars for Kids. K A R S Cars for Kids. 5 the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office.
Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go, and it's jockjournal.com. Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, I, I think that I've become a little bit... Obsessed. Obsessed with sports. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio and JockJournal.com. Hour number one show going by really fast so far. we got the snowman Brian still coming out for the Skippy Bales Bash Hour coming up next. Uh, of course, here on a Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Freaky Frankie. Ooh, how about that? Freaky Frankie Friday. Freaky Frankie Friday. But you know what? It's all about us, though, not just about me. Freaky <laughs> Frank was, let me just say this. Freaky Frank used to be my junior high nickname. So anybody that knew me 20 years ago, uh, I was not just known as Frank. I was known as Freaky Frank, and that was my first ever nickname in my life. Freaky Frank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, obviously the MLB Winter Meetings wrapped up in Nashville last night. Uh, we have a couple new uh, changes here. I made a mistake in the run on, you know, Escobar is actually the Angels now. I want to make that clear. That's not my head. But, um, boys, before we go on a full picture of graphs of the rest of the offseason, what was your just general thoughts on this year's Winter Meetings? Any uh, team that surprised you, and team you wish would make more moves. By all means, uh, let's start off with Sean here. Sean. Well, let's see. We talk about. Uh, I hope I can. Say, I've been trying to say his name correctly. As Drupal Cabrera to the New York Mets. Uh, the Mets know very, very well that their future could still be bright. They know that they have not shaken off the nightmares of them losing that series, the World Series to Kansas City, in five games. I was shocked by that to kind of see that the Mets had gotten got that they had gotten as Drupal Cabrera uh, to the Mets, but I think the biggest surprise, Josh and Frank, was the Arizona Diamondbacks. I think that them still getting Zach Greinke kind of came as a shock to me. I'm still kind of surprised. That was my biggest surprise out of the winter meetings. I would have to say that Arizona has been a surprise uh, with the pitching that they got. It could have mm-hmm. nothing to take away from the Arizona Diamondbacks, does it? If you want to say it's a surprise, fine. It may be a surprise to me somewhat here, but you know coming into these winter meetings, Sean and Josh, that they were going to be very aggressive and get some pitching here. I mean, look at uh, Johnny Cueto. Didn't they offer Johnny Cueto almost that cranky money, and Johnny all, Cueto declined it? They almost did, and it was very, very close, uh, Frank, to end, uh, for them to end up doing it. Uh, for the Diamondbacks, though, you're right. They've made some deals. they made some big splashes. Uh Josh, uh, something I'm seeing from the outline about the Diamondbacks getting royally uh, ripped at the meetings. I, I was going to ask you, oh, what, what is, what's your added, thoughts about that? Yeah, they had a two-starter. So they also had a Shelby Miller. I was listening to ESPN 1000 yesterday on the uh, David Kaplan show, Cap and Company, mm-hmm. 
And um, <laughs> Jesse Rogers is the Cubs writer for ESPNChicago.com. There's your plug. Um, he, he was saying that the Diamondbacks were getting ripped because um, they didn't understand why they would be trading all their prospects for Shelby Miller. And uh, one of the – he wasn't specific as to which owner or general manager said this, but there was there was a feeling that at least 10 or 12 different managers felt that the Diamondbacks were acting really inept as an organization with how they were handling their prospects and their deals. So, obviously, they signed Zach Branke. Zach Branke is now probably the eighth of the Diamondbacks. Now, Shelby Miller's there coming off a trade to the Braves. You know, I mean, Shelby Miller, my bad. Shelby Miller's a good pitcher, but I don't think he's a – I don't think he's a top ten starting pitcher. I think so. Why would you um, get rid of your prospects for just him? I think uh, they're realizing this is about the now, Josh. I mean, would you agree, Sean? Uh, this is about the now because they want to contend with the Los Angeles Dodgers, the San Francisco Giants. Maybe they didn't make the playoffs last year, but they're going to be a threat, you know, heading into 2016. This is about the now. Okay, Shelby Miller, maybe he's not a top 10 starter, but you have a top 10 starter to compromise. You have Zach Ranke. You could add Miller somewhere, perhaps your second starter, maybe not, but at least your third starter here. Uh, am I missing something? I thought they did a great job. I, I, you know, I'm really I'm really disappointed with this Patres and Colorado Rockies. Those two teams go do? through the motions so many times, it's ridiculous. you got fans who want to enjoy their products every year, but the same team year after year after year. Yeah, they'll get some random high spot over here. Like last year, the Padres got Matt Kemp, right? So you got that. Then you got a couple of young guys from Colorado who's spark some home run interest, but they're going to be gone after a year because the Padres and the Rockies sit through their hands like the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> How ironic is that? Both both those teams are in the same division as well, just like the Padres and Rockies. Josh, you bring up an interesting point. I like what you're saying there about the, uh, if I could add to this just a little bit, the Rockies have been the team that has had their ups and downs throughout the years. This is the team that's come in baseball 1993 for the Colorado Rockies. And Colorado has just been a team that has tried so hard to be a threat in the National League and all of Major League Baseball, but it has not happened. They haven't been to the World Series in eight years. So you, I don't even think expectations again will be good for the Colorado Rockies. I just don't see Colorado being dominant. I don't see them being a big threat. And with San Diego, it's the same thing. You know, they're, You're right. Padres and the Rockies are just two teams that sit at the bottom of that National League West. Guys, guys I'll go but, up but, on you. That's all right. But with the Diamondbacks, they are a team that wants to compete with the Dodgers and the Giants. Uh, they were 79-83. and 83. There's just been not a lot of optimism down there in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So Arizona needs to play a lot better baseball, and hopefully their pitching will be good, and Zach Greinke maybe can bring that to Arizona. Another thing that I could say real quickly, and I know, uh, Frank, you're going to address this with the Diamondbacks and uh, the National League West, 
Yunel Escobar. You know, with him going to the Nationals, we'll see what happens with that. The Nationals had a disappointing season, and that comes for a team that went 96-66 and 66 in 2014 and ended up losing to the Giants in four games. Then what ended up happening, they had a disappointing year, and then Matt Williams was fired as manager of the Washington Nationals. Well, there's a lot of expectations. I mean, listen, we had a team from the National League East in the World Series. And be honest, if you were to have gone to spring training, or even this time a year ago, when we were we were watching the 2014 winter meetings here, be honest, guys. If somebody <laughs> told you that a year from now, the National League representative in the World Series will come out of that Eastern Division, did you guys think it would be the Washington Nationals? Because I did. I thought the New York Mets may be a good team. Certainly, they helped their cause getting you on a Cespedes, who's still looking for a team at the trading deadline. Uh, that certainly helped their spark. But be honest, guys. The Washington right, I mean, Nationals, that's who I thought would be in the World Series. Okay, I'll be honest with you too, Frank. Uh, the way I look at the National League East is that this year was so surprising that even the New York Mets even got to the World Series. I just didn't even expect yeah. that to happen. The Mets were the, I'll never forget, Mets were the underdog against the Dodgers. They won that series in five. They swept the Chicago Cubs easily. And then, of course, they took on a Royals team that was very, very tough to beat. Uh, and, of course, props to the Royals since they won their World Series and ended their 30-year championship drought. Then you have to look at the mm-hmm. fact, you know, you look at the Nationals, too. Yeah, right. I agree with you, Frank. I had actually had picked the Nationals to be the National League representative. They didn't get that done. They were the disappointers. They dis- I mean, not disappointers, but I don't know if disappointer is a word, but actually they disappointed everybody with how they played. The Miami Marlins, of course, are the Miami Marlins. They're the team that just doesn't have big crowds. They don't really care about that. They're more into the Miami what Heat, I think. Do? Yeah, the Miami, the Miami Marlins too. Well, well, the Miami Marlins. Okay, real quickly with the Miami Marlins, they brought manager. in Don. They brought in Don Mattingly as their new manager. I don't think okay. I, I don't. I don't think Don Mattingly will be the answer for them. Don Mattingly had a poor playoff resume because he was eight and eleven in the playoffs for the L.A. Dodgers. And the Braves, of course, have been the team that usually has gotten to the playoffs, but they've usually always choked. And that even going back to the Bobby Cox era. So that National League East is when we get closer to making our picks before the season starts for the sports drive, Josh and Frank, I'm going to wait. It's going to be an interesting decision for me to decide who I really think could represent National League East and who wins that division. Does anyone want a 34 left-handed pitcher? I'm available. I really thought we were just going to get the same old, same old last year with the Cardinals winning everything and then me not watching the World Series again. That's why I thought I was going to see it. Then the Cubs came out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, the Cardinals had the best record in baseball last year, but they got they got eliminated from the playoffs from the Cubs. So Cubs? Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see where, where the National League ranks because there's really a change in all of sports now. You know, there's always been a general consensus that always uh, it was like, hey, um, the West is always better than the Eastern Conference, right? Or, oh, the AFC is always better than the NFC Conference, or the American League is better than yeah, National it's debatable. League. I really it's debatable. Think, I, I really, I, I think, like Brian mentioned a, uh, a couple of days ago on the Sports Drive, I really think the 
tides are changing here, and it's, it's a reciprocal period, and I think more of those national and Eastern Conference leagues for all sports are going to take that next step because I'm looking at these teams in the AL, and, yeah, the Red Sox may improve, but the AL, the American League in general is not that great anymore. Well, what I think is so important, Josh, and that's I think what's been great for Major League Baseball is that it's been great that we've had a lot of new teams that have made a lot that have been big that have made the playoffs uh, and have ended right, their playoff point. droughts by good getting point. there, and that's been really really good for baseball. We saw what the Royals did by winning the World Series. We saw the Blue Jays ending their 22 year drought. We saw the yeah. Pirates the Pirates ending their 21 year yeah, playoff drought. So, and the Astros. So we've seen a lot of teams that nobody really expects to be there, but yet they shocked the world by actually getting there, by getting to the play-in game or the playoffs and, and really surprising people. I, I think with the Royals, real quickly, that with Kansas City, they are a team that nobody before the, even the season started this year was expected to win the World Series, but yet... The Kansas City Royals did. And it, the thing that was amazing about the World Series this year is that two, like the Royals, they returned back to the Fall Classic because they wanted revenge from last year because they thought they could and they thought they should have won that World Series at home at Coffman Stadium. The Mets really surprised people too. So I think as time goes along, people are like saying, good, you know, it's time for new teams. And, and people are really sick of the old teams. What I'm saying, Josh, and I know you are too, is that people are getting sick and tired of always seeing, I'm a Red Sox fan, but people are getting tired of maybe seeing the Red Sox there, the Yankees there, the Tigers there. The Cardinals, the Dodgers. I have to say, the Cardinals losing to the Cubs was the best thing ever because I have to say I was sick and tired of the St. Louis Cardinals always being there year after year. It's amazing that they're there because I never would expect them to always be good with Mike Matheny there, but still they are. But the Cubs were ready for the Cardinals, no question Sean, about it. Sean, let me explain this. To, your, to add on to your point, you're making some great points here, but I want to go a couple steps further here. You're talking about all these teams that made it to the postseason last year that – uh, had not made it in a little while. Toronto had been a long time since. Uh, even Baltimore last, uh, not this past year, but last year made it to the playoffs. The thing about mm-hmm. Major League Baseball is there's no salary cap. It's spend, spend, spend. Find ways to ge- to generate revenue. Spend money. We're seeing it with with television contracts, especially. But that's the thing. People want to see in such a tough league when it comes to excessive excessive spending. They want to see a competitive balance, and believe it or not, that's what we have gotten in Major League Baseball. Uh, really, in this, in this, over the last since the 1990s, because we've had different World Series teams outside of the Yankees, which proved to be a dynasty, and yes, even the Giants the last few years have won their share of World Series titles. But we have had a share of teams that you that were bad, god awful. They suck. They were in the cellar one year, and they may have not made it to the World Series, but they made it to the playoffs the next year. With Major League Baseball and this cash cow of spending money, that's why people like it, because they want to see in a tough league a competitive balance. That's true. Yeah. And one, 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 more question, one more question before we have to go to break, guys, because we got to sure. break, too. Yeah. Who, who won the MLB winter meetings? 
One mm. winner and one loser. Go ahead. This is that is a very good question, Josh. I'm gonna go first. I have to say for a winner, uh, for, for the winners from the uh, winner meetings, I'd have to really, really have to say the Arizona Diamondbacks won, I think, because they picked up Zach Greinke, Shelby Miller. They're the team that really wants to compete in the National League West. Uh, and, of course, the losers, I'd have to say, uh, I'm going to probably go with most definitely the Colorado Rockies. Guys, where Frank. do I begin here? I want to say, listen, I don't want to be biased here, and I do want to say the Chicago Cubs, they were one of the big winners, but take a look at the New York Mets, though. They had a couple of bats here, and not to mention, you know, we forgetting about Neil Walker, so I'll say this. The New York Mets, uh, the National League uh, representatives in the World Series, I would have to say that they have to be considered big winners. And really, that's a hard one, because, I, because it's actually pick and choose. Like the losers here, pick and choose. Guys, as far as the losers go, I'm going to have to say the Cincinnati Reds because I was talking about this just yesterday, how Cincinnati did not upgrade their pitching. There is some rumors uh, about Todd Frazier, whether or not he's going to go, and I think it would be stupid on the part of the Cincinnati Reds to let Todd Frazier go. Utterly stupid. But the Reds, a team that was awful in the NL Central, what did they do? They did nothing. Cincinnati's the losers to me, but then again, I could have picked a loser off the hat. <laughs> All right, for me, I'm going to go with the Cubs. That's a good choice. You know what? I'm trying not to be biased. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Cubs here. Well, I can't be biased in this position because I'm a Sox fan, but I'll go with the Cubs here. That's true. Uh, this, the move they made has put them as the number one contender for the World Series this year. I'm not going by what Vegas is saying, but I'm going with what the team is and what system they play out there. I can get two big news about what Vegas thinks. Uh, losers, <laughs> so do I. It's, it's, it's that simple. It's, it's the Toronto Blue Jays. No lose whatsoever. You lose David Price and you get nothing in return for it. So, Toronto, you, my friend, are the losers of the ones who beat <laughs> With that said, we're going to head to a commercial break. When we come back, we'll bring in the snowman for the Skippy Bayless Bashing Hour. You guys ready for that? be a blast. Always. All right. First, <laughs> for Sawman and Frank Sprinkle, I'm Josh Wilson. This is our number one of the sports draft. Be right back. Cars for kids, K A R S cars for kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids Donate your car today. It's Tebow Tan. Oh. 
came up to Denver from Florida way, got a Heisman Trophy, gonna make them pay. Orton and Quinn went to the bench, covered in that loser stench. Might be a legend. The legend, the legend of Tim Now he ain't like Rogers or even like Vic. When you beat your team, it'll leave you sick. Ain't got big numbers. In the second half, he'll kick your ass. Just do the math. He's a legend, legend all right. Legend, the legend of Tim Now he ain't like Jordan or even A-Rod. Some folks think he's the son of God. Pure enough to bang your mama. Pretty sure he killed Osama. He's the legend. Legend, legend, the legend of Tim Tebow. He's the guy that gives your team the fear. Get your woman's knees up in her ears. He'll start a comeback, won't even blink, and you just know his no don't stink because he's a legend. For you, don't stink, no fear. Now, Elway don't want him, neither does Fox. I'll bet that guy's got a five-foot <laughs> He'll beat your team, ruin your life. When he's in town, he can f*** my boy, wife. Boy, that's what legends do. Oh, oh, screw, screw, no joke. Now, f*** the Raiders, f*** the Chiefs. It's all about the man with a swinging beat. Everyone loves him. He's the bomb. Hell, I'm pretty sure I'm getting turned on by the legends. You know he'll never give up the fight with the help of God, Jesus Christ. He's the cure for cancer. He'll save your soul all the way to the Super Bowl with the legend. Legend, legend, the legend of Tim Tebow. Legend, the legend of Tim Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you jock stars.
stupid journalists, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the Skippy Bayless Special! It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash! Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now... The Jockstars fight back. Right on cue. One more for the weekend. Please. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now... The Jockstars fight back. I love oh, it. Oh, man. Snowman, Snowman, I had to hit you with the Tom Rundgren flying up your move, brother. I hope you enjoyed that. Oh, you man. Back some great hey. memories. Snowman, Snowman appreciates it. You know that's my theme song. That's a perfect Friday <laughs> song. Best song ever. Best song it's ever, one, bro. No, it's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> yep. All right, boys, you guys ready to rock and roll? Let's head off the thing with a great bad shower. Ready, Frank? Let's go. Chocolate me to 3,000 dollars. My metal, oh, yeah, yes. Right. Hey, it works. It works. Bat- we can proceed. Batter- batteries still charged still. The batteries are already <laughs> All right. Are you nuts? The batteries are already full. They're full of energy. All right. All right. Let's go. Skippy Bayless said that mine. And Skip Bayless says my, and I, Frank, the big one, Sprinkle, says... <laughs> <laughs> My Cleveland Browns will shut out the San Francisco 49ers 24-0. I beg to differ. <clears throat> Y'all go first, please. I beg I, to differ. You know something? I'm going to go first with this. Skip Bayless, again, shut your mouth. Apparently, your problem is, is that you're the one that's always praising the Cleveland Browns. Always thinking since Johnny Manziel went to the Browns that this team was going to be good. They're not good. So shut up, idiot. I already said what I need to say. I beg to differ. <laughs> oh, Lordy. I uh, I guess it's my turn then. It is. Um, uh, uh. Bayless, sometimes I wish you were Johnny Manziel and Navarro Bowman can just lay one good pop on you. It's the Cleveland <laughs> Browns that will get shut out this weekend and not the 49ers. Okay? At least the 49ers have somewhat of an offense. As inept as they have been all season long, as inept as the defense has been all season long, there are times where the 49ers resemble an offense. You say that about the Cleveland Browns and all those god-awful uniform combinations. Uh, oh, I, yeah. Yeah, what do they change their uniforms for anyway? I like the, the the look they've had for God knows how long. Jim Brown orders uniforms. How can you change such a great thing? A classic. And Jim Brown's probably broken right. up at those uniforms. Jim Brown never wore that uniform, except the helmet. The next one is... Gippy Bellis said that LeBron James would beat Dr. J in the slam dunk contest. Oh! Why hasn't hasn't LeBron James ever partaken in an NBA slam dunk contest? Have I missed something? Has he ever partaken one? 
<laughs> I cannot believe he said that. That is the most, that is such a stupid <laughs> thing to say. I'm just sitting here shaking my head. Wow. Especially since LeBron never partakes in any of them. Good grief. If y'all could see the look on my face right now. I, I don't know. Why would I? I want to sleep tonight. No way I want to look at your face. I want to sleep tonight. Oh, see the look on my Sean, Sean, you said you were shaking your head at that statement. I just you know, was, the, yes. The, lexic, the lexicon now um, in text message shorthand is SMH. Um, I'll let y'all fill in the blank. I'll let y'all fill in the blank. When I say S M M F H, y'all fill in the blanks. LeBron has never participated in a slam dunk contest. Correct. Doesn't have the balls to participate in a slam dunk contest. That's what I said. Meanwhile, Julius Irving helped pioneer the slam dunk contest. The year was 1976. The city was Denver, Colorado. Denver free throw line dunk by Julius Irving. Not LeBron. Breaking news story. I'm sorry, guys. We got a breaking news story. Um, Uh From Brian Uh Woodhorse and ESPN. Um, I don't know if you guys knew this guy or not, but uh, it's just reported that John Hot Rod Williams uh, passed away from cancer today. Oh my goodness! He was Fifty-three years old. Fifty, fifty-three. Really? That's a youngin. Rest in peace, yeah. there, buddy. Rest in peace. Yeah, John Hot Rod, Rod Williams. Hot Rod Williams. He played for the Cavaliers. I didn't know he had. Years. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Hot yeah. Rod when he played. I didn't even know he had cancer. I didn't either. Yeah. Neither did I. Our condolences to the he, Hot Rod. He may have played. He, Absolutely. he may have played for the Cavaliers, but he was one of my favorites to watch. I mean, you know, as a four, yeah. as a six eleven forward with the skills that he had, he was fun to watch. He played in he played against the Bulls in the shot one and the shot two. Yes, he did. Yes, oh my he goodness! Did. I, had, I just said I had no idea Hot Rod had cancer. Seriously. No. Yeah. No, man, you know, yeah, unfortunately, you know. oh man, this that I, I I am just a child. All right. All right, let's hey. light, let's light up the mood. Let's light up the mood. Yeah. Um, here we go. Uh, Scooby Bales said that my... My Dallas Cowboys will thrust into Lambeau Field and get revenge for last year's divisional playoff game. I'm a Bears fan, <laughs> but I... <think> not... <laughs> no way, no how. I, I have, I'm going to go first on this. Yeah, right, Skip Bayless. Go for Bayless. it. Go for yeah. it. Okay, yeah, right, Skip Bayless. Let's see. Cowboys are 4-8, and eight, and they're taking on the 8-4 and four Packers. You honestly think and believe, you pompous idiot, that the Cowboys are going to go into Green Bay, <laughs> that they're going to go into Green Bay, and they're going to beat the Packers? You are, you are a pompous son of a bitch. What the hell? Jesus. All I could say is, how bad are those Cowboys? Good job. Josh. <laughs> Josh, you got anything to add before I go off? <laughs> Dude, maybe uh, speak for I don't want snow to go off. 
I don't know if you have amnesia or something like that or dementia. I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, you lost all sense of brain cells at this point. So we're at a point of no return here with Skip Bayless. Um, go ahead, Snowman. Snowman? All right. I'm, I'm sorry. Y'all with me? Yeah, I'm here with you. Yeah, we're here. We got you. You just can't yeah, believe the comments. My my head decided to act stupid for a few months. Okay. Mm-hmm. He said that his Cowboys, God help us, would go into Green Bay and beat the pack. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll borrow from Josh and say a shortage of brain cells. I'll borrow from Sean and say, what the hell are you thinking? And I'll borrow from <laughs> Frank and saying, I beg to differ. <laughs> and I will also borrow from your compadre, Mr. Bayless. You know, as inconsistent as Aaron Rodgers has been in the past five games, and Josh, you will be proud of me with that statement because I did a research as I preached to everybody to do. As inconsistent as Aaron Rodgers has been in the past five games, Aaron Rodgers has mm-hmm. been in the past five games. Tony Romo has not. And to borrow from Stephen A., you're going into the house containing a, containing a team that has a bad mother. And a quarterback named Aaron Rodgers. You really expect to be here in his house? That is blasphemous. That is blasphemous. How dare you? How dare you say such a thing? <laughs> oh, I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. <laughs> oh, true. That's, that's true. Perfect. That is perfect. That, that, that is perfect. Yo, I love Friday. Oh, gosh, just thought that that could not have come at a better time. I was perfect. Oh, I was perfect. Oh my god. Hey, anybody looking? Hey, anybody, anybody looking for my producing services? You can hit up my email at joshandjockgirl.com. Just I, I just might have. I just might have to borrow a few. Creative genius. You're a creative genius. Wow. Gosh, that that's is hysterical. The, that's how you end. That's how you end on that on on that statement. What's the next one? Let's go on, please. <laughs> All right. I even I can't top that one. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, you guys will love this next one too. Um, I'm sure. Stevie Bayless said, "That's mine." <laughs> oh no. Oh no, it's oh, false skip. My my Washington my Redskins will head into Soldier Field and beat the Chicago Bears because RTC will return. And before oh. you guys respond, and before you guys respond, I got this one clip for y'all. Here we go. Four picks against Grossman and two fumbles. What did you see about the Bears? Uh, we shut them down that way. No, we. You know, I mean, we we just uh, let's, we, the Bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like a bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. Beautiful. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. And we let them off the hook. Yeah, hey, hey, Skipers, you're going to tell me that RC3, who can't play without his daddy's permission, is going to come into Soldier Field and beat the Chicago Bears? Shut up. Dude, he's wrong. RG3 ain't playing. It's Kirk Cousins starting. 
I, and I have something that needs to be added to this damn that was quote. Stupid. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, Sean. Go My ahead. point is, how dare you say that about the Redskins? Dare I you? thought, yeah, you know what? You're the one that says that the Cowboys this, the Cowboys that. Now you've got the Redskins on your list. Look at the record, Skip. Look at the fact that they're five and seven. Look at the fact that you've never once ever talked a lot about the Redskins, you stupid, pompous son of a bitch. Wait, wait, am I missing something? Kirk, isn't Kirk Cousins the starting quarterback for the Washington yes, Redskins? Yes, he is. But he said, he said Robert Griffin III is going to start on Sunday. Oh, jeez. Oh, so maybe yeah, he's, he's predicting that Kirk Cousins gets knocked out of the game, break. Maybe that's what he's predicting. I don't know. Gosh, what so a man, stupid, anything you want to add to that? What in the vital blue, yellow-bellied, red-blooded hell is he thinking? Yeah. <laughs> you heard it. Hey, man, you heard it. You heard it. I know I heard it. That's why I posed the question that I posed. What the hell? <laughs> yes, what the hell? <laughs> how can you funny, predict man. injury? Um, Josh, how can you predict injury? I I can't predict uh, injuries, but I can I can predict upset victories though. You guys know exactly. that very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Next one yeah, Monday here. Skippy uh, Bell says uh, that my. <laughs> my New England Patriots will fire Bill Belichick if he doesn't win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I don't. Oh, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. You freaking idiot! That guy has turned that Patriots team around, Skip Bayless. (laughs) The guy's won four Super Bowls, and you honestly expect that the Pats are gonna fire him if the Patriots don't win the Super Bowl? Hell, stinking no! The guy has been there since 2000. The guy's won four Super Bowls. The guy's dealt with controversy. You are a, you know what? You, Skip Bayless, need to be fired because you are the worst. You are (laughs) pathetic. And you are the most overrated person I've had to listen to. You stupid idiot. Good grief. If they are your your New England Patriots, then why do you think they should fire Bill Belichick? Oh, if you're a Patriots uh, that, fan, that which you're not, you should admire stupid. Belichick. That was a you know stupid what? comment. You know what? Stupid. Stupid Bill a stupid Belichick the pay- and, and Sean, you'll appreciate this history lesson. Bill Belichick to the Patriots is like Bill Walsh and George Secret to the 49ers. Yes, yes. Period. He's Chuck Noll the Bill Steelers. Bill Belichick to the Patriots. Uh, uh, let me give you one more, Sean. Bill Belichick to the Patriots. Is like, let me try and get this correct. Red Arbach and Casey Jones are to the Boston Celtics. How about right that? On. Bill Belichick All to right. the Patriots. Uh-huh. And Josh, this one's for you. Bill Belichick to the Patriots, it's like Mike Ditka to the Bears. Actually, Belichick uh-huh. had more success than Ditka has with the Bears. I mean, how can All right, you let's go to the next one? Someone Okay, okay, I'm go kidding. on. I don't get it either. Um, here we go. More uh, stupidity. Uh, oh, when I when I saw this quote last night, my head just melted. I mean, I, oh, I, dear. I okay. 
I don't want my head to come off. Um, Please. Give me, give me Bell said that J.R. Smith is a better pure shooter than Reggie Miller. Who the uh, fuck lied? Reggie Miller's in the Hall of Fame. J.R. Smith, the better pure shooter than... I could have sworn the name you gave was Reggie Miller. Correct. He's just kissing up to the Cavaliers. No, no, man. Come on, Brian, it's the truth. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, you want me to go first? No, Frank, go ahead. Listen, enough kissing up to the Cleveland Cavaliers, okay? They're not the best team in the NBA. Don't try to put them on a pedestal. Look, I know Golden State is 23-0. I think they will go 24-0 after tonight. Just admit, the Cleveland Cavaliers don't have what it takes. No more pedestals. Be honest. Stop living in la-la land, you and everybody in Cleveland. Go ahead. Cleveland is la-la land. John, you got anything to I say have to about say that? this. Okay, if he's one of the, then how come Jay? Look, Reggie Miller didn't win any NBA championships. Okay, but he still was a doggone good three-point shooter. He would shoot enough and threes to will break. Neither will J.R. Smith. Yeah, and neither will J.R. Smith. But he was a guy that turned the Indiana Pacers around. Mr. Reggie Miller did, and he was there his entire 18-year career from 1987 uh, all the uh, way to 2005. And he broke Spike Lee's heart when the Pacers beat the Knicks. 1995. Yeah, the the two the, two, the eight points that he scored in like uh, what was it, 15 seconds. And as yep. a matter of fact, I know Frank and I talked about that, and Frank never will forget when Reggie Miller hit two threes to tie the game. He hit a three I that stole it. Live. Yeah, and then he hit the three to tie the game, then he hit two free throws to win the game. Now you're saying J.R. Smith is? J.R. Smith has not won one NBA Finals, and he has been nothing but a wham-wham, baby. Wham-wham-wham. Wham-wham. Wham-wham. That's right. Wham wham baby. You know what? And I gotta say this too. Skip, you real if you're so great and love Cleveland and you think they're Cavaliers, why don't you just give up first take or second take and move to Cleveland, you dumb idiot? Good grief. Alright. Um, next one here. Um Gibby Bailey said that he would like to channel uh challenge down some to a TLC match. <laughs> That's fine. Go ahead. Do it. I am. I'm going in hiding. Wow. <laughs> I wouldn't even. I, uh, I'm, go ahead. I'm still mad at him with that Reggie Miller comment. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, I, 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 I got an idea. How, let's put Skip Bayless and Donald Trump in a competent brain on the pole match. That was fun. How big of a pole do you need? <laughs> the one at uh, AT&T Stadium? <laughs> That's big. Oh, cripes. Cripes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that pole literally blocks like an entire scene section of the field for some reason. Nice job, Jerry. Nimrod. Anyway, <laughs> um, next one here. Scooby uh, Bayless said that he's not impressed by the Arizona Cardinals because they're not like his Dallas Cowboys. Oh, they're better. Go ahead. I'm going first. No, let's, on this. let's 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 
So let Snowman go first. You've been hogging the segment so far. Let okay. Snowman go first. <laughs> uh, the Cowboys are better than the Cardinals. Who's ten and two? Who's four and eight? Who has the quarterback that's experience <laughs> running? The quarterback going to be on the shelf for the rest of his life. Who has the running game and who doesn't? Who has the lead in their division by three and a half games and who doesn't? Who just won on Thursday night and who couldn't win on Thanksgiving Day? Who has a team that's actually been turned around by a coach that actually figured out what to do to turn them around instead of sticking with a coach that was a one-day quarterback wonder Thanksgiving Day 1994 and turned into a coach <laughs> like Jerry Jones who got Jason Garrett to Case, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I'll go. I'm going to go next on this. Okay. Like, you know, Snowman just hit it right there, Skip Bayless. Arizona is 10 and 2, actually 11 and 2. They are a much improved team. Dallas, I had every indication, was going to realize that they would need to survive and try to keep healthy Tony Romo as their quarterback. They're 4 and 8. You're whining because Arizona is better than the Cowboys. Hey, Skip Bayless, quit your griping. Quit your bitching. Realize this is reality. This is, what, this is what's going on. Out of bang. All I'm going to say is, I just want to say this. I'm going to be brief. I'm going to be brief. The Arizona Cardinals have clinched a playoff spot. Have the Dallas Cowboys clinched a playoff spot? <laughs> <laughs> no. That's all. That's all. <laughs> But, oh. Frank, according to Skip Bayless, he believes the Cowboys will still get in an 8-8 eight and, eight and win the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys are going to get in at 8-8. Eight eight. The, the Dallas Cowboys aren't going to the playoffs. You want to know why? Because they're going to lose to the Packers on Sunday, and that's going to that's gonna kill their hopes. They're yeah, dead. Just in peace. Skip Bayless will be crying on Monday. You know, Monday I think we should have a funeral for the Dallas Cowboys playoff. <laughs> we should. Can we? I'll supply the music. Uh, I'll give the eulogy. I'll give the All eulogy. Right. No, man, find some taps. We'll put some taps on. <laughs> oh, we don't, oh, God. we don't need taps. We don't need taps. We need a little Ray Charles. <laughs> Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more. Hey, Josh, what do you that, think that, about that? That is blasphemous. That is blasphemous. How dare you? How dare you say such a thing? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Josh, what do you think of that Skip? What does Josh think of that Skippy Bayless quote? I think he just responded. That that is blasphemous. That is blasphemous. How dare you? How dare you say such a thing? There you go. How dare he? How dare he? That's Josh's reply. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, let's go to the next one. That was beautiful. Um, I love it. Skippy uh, Bayless said that the Chicago White Sox need to fire Kenny Williams. <laughs> I, okay, that's it. I'm going to the closet. I'm hiding. Bye bye. I'm. I'm just, you know what? I'm gonna just go into my basement like there's a tornado coming. <laughs> hey, I got, hey, no, hey, Snowman, so before you go, I got one. Hey, here's my response to Skip. All right, go for it. Go it, for it. It's it. gonna be different with what. It's gonna be different to what this guy is saying, but 
you'll get the genesis of what he's to say. Here you go. With one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. I'm itching inside. My liver's all twisted up. But you know what I did? I took Deborah, went to the liquor store. I loaded up with alcohol, more specifically vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. All right. That makes me, after I hear these Skip Bayless comments, that's what I want to drink, all that alcohol. Yeah, there you go. Snowman will be calling back soon. I heard he said he had to go, right? He had to do something crazy. He's got people. He's a a VIP. He's a very important person. Yep, very important person. Uh, Let's go. I had a uh, Boston quote that he said yesterday on yesterday's show. I didn't know if you wanted to hear it or not, Sean. Please, I want to hear it. Please, please, I'll be quite Come on, I will be quiet for Sean to hear. John, come on, let's go. All right. Gibby Bale said that Manny Ramirez is not a Hall of Famer. Okay, Sean. You know something? That that comment there really pissed me off. Really, really pissed me off. <laughs> You're saying Manny Ramirez, who won two World Series championships for the Red Sox, is not a Hall of Famer? You see, Skip Bayless, Correct. that's the point. You are not a real Red Sox fan. You just say you are, but you're really not. Because you called Ted Williams overrated, and now you're saying Manny Ramirez is not a Hall of Famer. You dissed the team because they said, oh, they better get their crap together. Shut up, Skip. Gosh, you are so annoying. Why did you say that to a bunch of Red Sox fans in Boston about how bad the Red Sox are? If you, I tell you what, I've been to Boston, Skip Bayless. I don't know if you ever have. You, you talk anything negative about Boston sports? You would get your ass kicked in a heartbeat, and you'd get booted out of here and get booted back to Logan Airport, you son of a bitch. I love it. Son of a bitch. Wow. Cannot believe that. Not a Hall of Famer. We got Brian. Hall of Famer, we got Brian back. Who's not a Hall of Famer this time? Manny Ramirez. Um, That was a Boston quote for Sean. Yeah, um, Sean, let me back it up with this for you. Mr. Bayless, you say Manny Ramirez is not a Hall of Famer? Who was the 2004 World Series MVP? Manny Ramirez. Manny Ramirez. Okay. There you go. Oh, by the way, the snowman, did you have anything to say about the Kenny Williams quote before you had to go? You know what, Kenny, uh, you know what, Skip Bayless, keep your nose out of baseball business if you don't know baseball. Yes. Exactly. Um, Here we go. Skippy Bayless said that ESPN is so great that it keeps sports mainstream and that they exemplify what journalism and media should be every single day. They still have to Can I just say one sentence before y'all go off? Go ahead. That is some grade A homogenized Holstein bullshit. <laughs> I think I know what you mean by bull. 
I think we got Sean back here. Sean, are yeah, you there? I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, internet connection's having trouble, but I'm back. Here I am. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, we uh, Scoop just said that uh, ESPN personifies what good media and journalism is today. Oh my God. Jeez, I cannot oh, believe that. Take it. There he's. There he's close by. Take it. Take it. Take it. I cannot believe what I heard. You know what, Skip Bayless? You're not a journalist. You are a piece of crap. You are the worst bandwagon person I've ever heard of. And you just—you need to quit. And re- why don't you just? Why don't you go quit and retire and go do and go twiddle your thumbs, you piece of crap. Twiddle your thumbs. <laughs> How could they be dancing? ESPN has you still. Oh, Snowman dropped too, man. Dropped too. I think he was tired. Then I I think think he's getting really tired of this because ESPN uh, allows this bias to take place. Don't you think it's bothering him? You know, I'm telling you, the reason he's he's, he's, he's probably trying to collect his sanity. That's what. Maybe. And by the way, I don't ever want to see the look. You know, when we do this bath shower, I never want to see the look on his face. You want to know why? Because I want to sleep peacefully at night, or at least try. Now, let, let me ask you this. Let's say if you were a broadcaster in training, right? Let's say you're going to broadcast. Would you look up to skip bail to somebody as a point of reference of how to conduct yourself on air or no? No, God, go, God bless America, Josh. Of course not. Dude, all this, my, my this, my that, my headaches, my blood reek. Of course not. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> oh, that's great. Right, you these children. <laughs> oh, man. Sean, how about you, buddy? Sean, big Frank Trump, what the hell's going on here? No, 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 okay, here I am. I had myself on mute because I was laughing on what Frank was saying. Snowman, Snowman Trump, Frank Trump, you're muted, what the hell's going on here? We're having all kinds of technical difficulties. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but I think I think he's really, really full of crap is what it is. I think he's just full of crap, and he thinks he, he thinks he knows his stuff, but that's not true at all. He's one of the. He is the most. He is the worst bandwagon person I ever heard of. You know what is he? Let me ask you this: Why is, is he want to live in Jerry World? Does he want to take a presidency uh, at AT and T Stadium or Cleveland or God? What is it? Uh, I, I tell you what: If he's got millions of bucks, Skip Bayless, you can just go buy, have him go buy himself a condo or an apartment in. Uh, Cleveland, and then go buy one in Dallas, and boom, you can live there, and we don't have to hear you on second take. No, don't you think he'd be the most happy of all individuals? He'd be the most happy of all individuals on earth. Cleveland, <laughs> Dallas. Am I missing Skippy anywhere else? Skippy Bales said that DOFC made a great choice in staying with the Cubs. Uh, yes, he did, because he's trying to accomplish something that hasn't been done since 1908. Help put the, together the pieces of a Cubs World Series team. Of course he made the right choice. Where is he going to go? Gosh. Can we, at least, can we at least make it to 110 years then they can win the World Series? Well, I'm hoping that would be... <laughs> I, I say let's, let's try and make it 108. 108. 
thinking 110. Why 110, may I ask? Uh, what's with, what's with 110? How about 111? Yeah, that could be 111. 111, 111. <laughs> Here's the thing. Wait, let me ask you this. Was UFC rumored to go somewhere else? No. I, I, guess it, I guess it was just a dig for him uh, leaving the Red Sox and all that. But, but there anyway. was, we knew that was going to Oh, gosh. Just go on. Yeah. No. No big deal to lose sleep over it. All right, we'll have to give you a little day. I don't know if Brian will call back, but it seems like he's pretty busy, so we hope he has a great weekend. Um, give you yeah, Bayless so says, do I. Is that my? Skip Bayless says my. I Frank sprinkled the big Wednesday this. <laughs> my New York Yankees. My New York Yankees won the MLB winter meetings. Oh, now he wants to take residence in New York now. I don't think so. I think getting Starling Castro uh, quite wasn't good enough. This team is still old. It's going downhill. They did not win in the winter meeting. It stinks. It's got awful. The Red Sox actually did a better job than the Yankees. So if the Red Sox did a better job than the Yankees, Skip, you and all of these Yankee lovers, although you're a wannabe Yankee lover... You better be in fear. And by the way, the uh-huh. Steinbrenners own them. They're not your New York Yankees. Helen Hank, it's their New York Yankees. It's not yours. You're not even a fan. Oh, jeez. I tell you what. You know what, Skip Bayless, as I got uh, my apologies, everybody, for the technical difficulties. I got them fixed. It happens. Um, it happens. It happens. The Yankees didn't do anything, Skip Bayless. And you honestly think that they're going to be back next year, bright? They haven't done anything in six years. They're an old team. That I've even said it yesterday that they're, they're old. That even the, even even the moves that they made, they didn't do much for the off season so far. You really just need to really get your brain fixed, Skip, and think before you talk. And why don't you pay attention and listen to what other people say? Good grief, you're a, you're a oh. fluke. They're old. The White Sox, White, Sox, White Sox had a better freaking winter meeting than the Yankees. I'll agree. They got Chris Port Lowry. I'll decline. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's a wrap for the Scooby Man's Fast Shower for this week. We hope you guys enjoyed the quote. We'll be making our picks for week 14 of the NFL season, coming up at the top of the hour. But when we come back from break, we'll go over um, some NBA stuff. We'll talk a little NBA and uh, why the Philadelphia 76ers need to be extinct. This is the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. Radio, radio, radio. Cars for kids, K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. 
Support for this show comes from Material. Material is a simple and intuitive e-commerce platform that lets you get your online store started without paying a dime. That's right. No ads, no setup costs, no transaction fees. Experience a fresh and easy new way to sell online by signing up at Material.com today. Hello and welcome to McDonald's. You've probably heard, we're revamping our image. But you may not know about all the wonderful new changes in store for our customers. You've seen our hot new hipster Hamburglar. But have you seen the new Grimace? He used to be such a sourpuss. But now, he's a puss magnet. Uh-huh. <laughs> we also have a new burger for all you tree huggers out there who are too snobby to eat fresh patties from enormous vats of ground-up cows. The McCarrot Burger. Mmm. Healthy and delicious. But don't worry, we've still got all the classics, like the Big Mac. And we're not going to change the Big Mac or the special sauce inside it. Our founder's grandson's great nephew Randy's been making it, whatever it is, for 45 years. I make it at home in the back room, late at night. Now let's talk dessert. The apple filling in our baked apple pie was too hot for some people, so we replaced it with something a lot cooler. Gumballs. Yeah, all right. And of course, there have been a lot of questions about just what kind of fish is in the fillet of fish. Fish, right? It's, yeah, of course. It's yeah. A, it definitely, it's a fish. But we're not just updating the menu; we're upgrading the entire experience. Karen, do you remember those complaints from moms about the cleanliness of the ball pit at the play place? I sure do, Jeff. But not to worry; those ball pits will be scrubbed clean by our new global head of play place cleanliness, Randy. They told me I could legally wash the children's balls. Whoa! Don't worry about how that sounds. Randy will only be allowed to clean when our locations are closed. Dang it. Wait a minute. We almost forgot about Ronald. Oh. Studies show that Ronald McDonald actually scares the shit out of children, so he's now known as health expert Ronald McDoctor. Hi. Nothing is healthier than eating at McDonald's. Uh, try our gumball pies. They're very slimming. Thanks, Doc. Hey, Jeff, isn't it about time for our jingle? You mean, I'm loving it? No, silly. The new one. Oh, yeah. Hit it, maestro. Mickey D's, you have no other choice at the airport. So come on down to the new McDonald's, which is now called Anywhere But McDonald's. As in, where do you want to eat tonight, Jeff? Anywhere But McDonald's. <laughs> oh, yeah, one more thing. F*** you, Morgan Spurlock. Dick. Anywhere but McDonald's, you still have no other choice at the airport. And there ain't no more Happy Meals, neither. Unless you have beg me for it. You like to beg, don't you? Barely ads, the stupid fake commercials. Oh. I could clean your workstation. No, right. Randy, That's Randy, clean. Come on. Jeff, you want to step to me? Huh? Oh. Jeff, I, got, I can take it. Jeff doesn't want you to touch me. <laughs> you are listening to Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you jock stars. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio and jockjournal.com. Want to thank Snowman for hopping on for the Skippy Bayless bashing hour. 
You got open phone line for you at 602-753-1743 or hit up our text line at 77948. Type in the word text, space, and send your message. Um, we got, of course, the big win here from Blue Bumblebee, Indiana. Big Gale Force win, Frank Sprinkle. How about Red Bumblebee? And, How about uh, Yellow Bumblebee? You want to be Purple Bumblebee? Dude, then I'm a Vikings fan. No way. I'll take blue. <laughs> navy blue. How about the navy blue bumblebee? There you go. Navy blue and orange. There you go. Navy blue and orange uh, bumblebee. Yeah, you know, it's various colors. I'll take it. <laughs> um, we're going to wait to hear back from Sean Man. He's having technical issues up the petunias today. So hopefully Never he comes he's back in. He's going AWOLD. Yes, he's missing in action. That too. He's AWOL, anyway. MIA. Find Sean for us. Do you know where Sean man? Go ahead, go ahead. Let's talk some NBA, shall we? Since we yes, won't have enough time to do in the third hour. Yes, let's talk um, some NBA. Now, we're, we're, we're just about a quarter into the season so far. Well, well, what's your thoughts on this NBA season so far? Obviously, everybody's talking about the Warriors and their undefeated streak, but uh, what other teams have uh, really caught your eye so far this season? Good or in a negative way? Good or in a negative way? Okay, listen, we always want to talk about the good, so now we talk about the good of the NBA. And I got to tell you, of course, you look at Toronto. Remember Toronto was got off to a strong start last year? Well, look at this. They're 14-9, very impressive. You got a couple of 14-win teams. Also, the Cleveland Cavaliers... The Oklahoma City Thunder, now understand this about Oklahoma City. This was a team, too, that had their struggles last year. They were beat up with injuries early on in the season. No Kevin Durant, no Russell Westbrook, but they were able to overcome it. And as a healthy, a healthy team, you also have a new head coach with Billy Donovan, which i got to be honest, I did question Billy Donovan because this guy had never held an NBA job. Just how would he respond to coaching in the NBA? Hey, he's done very well. But you know what? The San Antonio Spurs, this is still a team that never gets old, even though they are old. They're 18-5 and five overall, and only the Golden State Warriors are better at 23-0. That we know. But you got to admit, 18-5? and five, they, By the way, I knew I should be checking. When do the Warriors and the Spurs play in Golden in San Antonio? That's what we got to find out. i got to check out. The Warriors hmm, Spurs, Good question. Yeah, yeah, okay, here it is. I got it up. I got it up. The Warriors Spurs okay. they got their entire schedule. Now, of course, they did play in in Golden State. That was won by Golden State, of course. But, yeah. my goodness, we have to wait until January 25th. January 25th. That, I, I don't know where that game is going to be. No, actually, I do know where that game is going to be. It's January 25th. Uh, that's a little more than a month from now. It's going to be a Monday night. That game will be in Golden State. So we will see those two okay. teams play in Golden State um, mm-hmm. on January 25th. I believe the first time we're going to see San Antonio host Golden State will be March 19th. And that day, yep. March 19th, is a Saturday night. But come on, let's be honest here. Golden State is going to lose a game by March 19th or January 25th. Do you really think? I mean... Uh, you would think so, but at the same time, but but the same time, I mean, there's a lot of bad basketball that's being played right now. 
<clears throat> Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's good teams out there, but there's a lot of bad basketball being played out there. And I think the only reason why the Warriors continue to be undefeated so far is because they actually grasp what, what a real team is. You know, you got all these guys that always uh, organizations that rely on all stars coming in to, with each other, but just because you got a bunch of all stars, team doesn't mean you're gonna have chemistry. And chemistry is everything, especially when you have a team together. So you have a team that was built up. Uh, they brought Listen, in the right guys to fit their system, and they're playing good. I know they got all stars, and I'm not saying forget the all stars here. I don't mean that in a negative sense here. They got the all stars. Uh, Luke Walton, in the absence of Steve Kerr, has done well, although I think they'd be undefeated still with Steve Kerr. I don't think Steve Kerr is making much of a difference here, his absence of. But here's what's remarkable. How about the championship hangover? You get short rest. Uh, maybe there is a sense of the championship mystique. Maybe there's, um, maybe it's still in your head that you are the defending champions. But this team has responded very well, obviously. Now, I'll say this. That's the surprise here. The Golden State is 23-0. and here they are heading into a Friday night game against the Boston Celtics. Then they host Milwaukee tomorrow night. Yeah, they host Milwaukee tomorrow night, I believe. And we could be seeing them possibly 25-0 and 0 if they win tonight and win tomorrow. But they're the defending NBA champions, Josh. Isn't that remarkable? Because you've always heard of the championship hangover. They haven't had the bug. All right. Sean, uh, when we're talking about the NBA, any teams that have caught your surprise besides the Golden State Warriors so far this season? I know the Celtics are playing good. Uh, yeah, and again, my sincere apologies, ladies and gentlemen. We're having major internet trouble. Hopefully this will be fixed. If not, I have another idea that will help. Anyway, let's You're see. And, yeah, okay, NBA. Um Frank, uh, let's start with Golden State. Like you said, this team just hasn't looked back since the NBA Finals. Everybody would have thought, could this team – be the team that we saw last year? Would it be hard for them? The most likely scenario by far, scenario by far, is that San Antonio would be the likely option. The Spurs would be the team that could give them the challenge. The Spurs are 18-5. and five. They have played very, very well. San Antonio, to me, okay, props to Golden State, okay? Luke Walton's done a great job taking over for Steve Kerr until Kerr comes back to resume his coaching duties. But when you look at the uh, most likely scenario, you look at San Antonio as a team that's really on a mission. Look, gentlemen, San Antonio knows that they are a team that wants to really realize that they got one maybe final crack at this thing, and maybe the Spurs have the chance to do it, but they realize they have to play Golden State. That could be a really good Western Conference Finals. And for Philadelphia, like we've talked about, you know, you know Philadelphia, it's, if I was a 76ers fan, I'm just speaking for myself, I would probably say I'd give up my season tickets and be done with that and pretty much follow the Philadelphia Eagles and maybe get ready for Philadelphia Phillies baseball. I think that's the mindset of the Philadelphia 76er fans, just no optimism, no hope. This is a team, Josh and Frank, that has not won an NBA championship since 1983. You know, you're talking 32 years since the last championship when they had Maurice Cheeks, the late great Moses Malone, Dr. J, Bobby Jones, and Billy Cunningham was their coach. It's been a real struggle for the Philadelphia 76ers, a team that really hasn't even been big even since uh, 
Allen Iverson. Uh, maybe what we should warn about is practice or something or practice. practice. All, yeah, we're always talking about practice. practice. I think that was in 2002 when he said that. You're right. Uh, year after he Gary Colangelo is coming to Philadelphia to try to turn this team around. The 76ers have a lot of work to do, and I don't even see them being competitive for a long time. I really don't. Hey, guys, I got yeah, to tell you about the 76ers. You know, the 76ers are a joke. So much joke that you can go to a game, a Philadelphia 76ers home game, and you can buy your tickets for less than the cost of beer. I think they were showing beer as being $9. I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. Oh, it costs $9 more than my ticket. Oh, my goodness. So beer costs $9 more than a Golden than a Philadelphia 76ers ticket. Oh, my goodness. Somebody posted a picture <laughs> on a social media site. I don't know what it was, but he's showing his Coors Light beer can. And, he, and yeah. it says right in the middle of the picture with the hashtag Go Sixers, the cost, this costs $9 more than my ticket. So the cost of beer actually costs more than my ticket. Guys, I got to tell you something. I actually did go to a game in which I spent $1. I can tell you what it was. It was actually the last day, the last game of the Cubs 2012 season. Literally, it was the last, not just the last home game, but the last game of the 2012 season for the Cubs. Uh, they won in the ninth inning and their last at bat. They were playing the Houston right. Astros which is the significance here is because this was the Houston Astros' last game before they went into the nat- to the American League. But I paid $1 for a ticket that day just to get inside Wrigley Field, which was pretty much more three-fourths empty, one-fourth full, however you want to look at it. Let's face it, Wrigley Field was empty. So I bought a ticket, $1. I, pretty, I went by myself because I, fi- I didn't have anything to do that day. And you know what? I figured, well, you know, last time to see the Cubs this season, might as well do it. And I knew nobody was going to be there anyway. So I was able to get in for $1. One miserable – no, actually, it wasn't miserable. It was actually, I actually had a good day that day. $1. And you know what? Beer actually cost more that day. Food items cost more that day. A, a program would cost more that day. But now you take a look at the 76ers. Beer costs a lot more than the ticket. I know why. Because they don't want you consuming a lot of beer. Because if you consume a lot of beer at a 76ers game, they're going to take their beer bot, their beer cans and their beer cups, and they're going to throw it directly onto the court in pissed-off fashion. That's why tickets cost less than beer. They don't want these 76ers fans to be drinking their darn sorrow away. Indeed. And, and I think... Hey, hey hold on, guys. I got a little surprise for you. I got some audio here. Christmas Check isn't for out. another two weeks. That's terrible. It was <laughs> That's terrible. What was terrible? I have $1 for a ticket? How can I beat that? <laughs> you like that? It cost me $1 to get into Wrigley. Let's see a little bit of Charles Barkley. That terrible. That terrible. That terrible. But I think though, if you just if you look at the 76ers, they're just this team that hasn't even been in the playoffs. I think since 2012, and that was a heck of a series Correct. when they took on 
Boston and that and going back to the old days between Boston and Philadelphia. So I have to say it's just it's been a disastrous time to be a 76ers fan. If I was a 76ers fan too, another thing I'd do, I would not even want to look at a Philadelphia 76ers jersey. I would not even want to look at a Dr. J jersey just because of how sickening it is just the way they are. I think they're like 1 and 22 and it's just uh even the draft picks, like when we had that NBA Jock Journal writer on yesterday, even the draft picks have not even helped the 76ers. We just don't know, gentlemen, what the future is going to be like for them. The future for the Golden State Warriors, though, is bright if they just keep playing the way they are. And Frank uh, and Josh, I'm going to say this, ladies and gentlemen, I may okay. be, I may be a, a Boston Celtics fan, and I'm proud of it, but I'm not getting my hopes up for tonight's game. If the Celtics lose, it's probably to be expected because Golden State has just got so much weapons, so much talent. I just don't know who can stop them. Maybe San Antonio could be the team to stop them. But nobody in the Western Conference, the rest of the Western Conference teams, uh uh-uh, I don't think so. You know, just too many weapons. I just thought for the interest, I know we're going to get the break, but I got a quick idea for a Christmas gift for your 76ers fan that you can have wrapped up. I would say order it now. Get a Philadelphia 76ers jersey. Make it custom-made. Have it say 16 because it's a 2015-16 season. Give give that fan of yours the 16 custom-made jersey and have it custom-made to the name playlet, We Suck. <laughs> <laughs> suck 16. Mm, that's funny. Uh, uh, one more for good measure. Hey, one more for good measure before we head to the, uh, the next break here. That's terrible. I know. Please uh, All right. On that note, we're going to go through our top of the hour break. When we come back, time to make some picks for week 14 of the NFL season. Next year on the Sports Drive on Talk Journal Radio. Radio, radio. 1877 cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. 1877 cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, 1877 Cars for Kids, donate your car today. When you look at the evolution of the smartphone, you will notice that all these devices are constantly getting better in every way, more useful more powerful, and physically larger. We decided to skip 10 steps in that evolution, and we made the absolute best smartphone that you could possibly imagine. And here it is. The FB607! Behold, the future is upon us, and now is the time where we must... Ah, I'm sorry, really heavy. Hurts the leg. Let's take a look at some of the specs. At 2.5 feet by 3 feet and 112 pounds, 
it literally dwarfs the competition and destroys it. The frame is a virtually indestructible cast iron titanium alloy, perfectly protecting the 9500 GHz processor. The unique handprint and footprint technology guarantees ultimate security. It's just like Mission Impossible, but in real life. The battery life is 58 minutes, but you won't be using the battery that much because this baby runs on good old-fashioned gasoline. Just fill her up and pull the starting mechanism until you hear a slight humming noise. It's also equipped with cable television. What? It's equipped with cable television! What? It comes with cable TV! Because people love it! And in the unlikely event that you should experience service problems, just bring it back to the shop and the FB607 Virtuosos will change the oil, check the transmission, and examine any exhaust pipes to make sure that you and your loved ones are safe from any harmful fumes that it may or may not produce. <coughs> but be careful, because this phone is so hyper-intelligent that you may sometimes find it standing over your bed in the middle of the night, looking at you, wondering what you're dreaming about, just waiting for you to give it something to do. Please, give me a reason to live. Oh, my God! Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, show me the weather. The Apple FB607. It's f***ing big. Barely ads. The stupid fake commercials. Oh. Don't yell at me. You are not my father. I'm not your father, but I own you, and I would like you to leave the room. You don't own me. This is my house. I own this whole house! Asshole! I have your house all white inside! You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you jock stars. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sports Drive. Where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, 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 I think that I've become a little bit... Uh, Obsessed. Obsessed with sports. That's terrible. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Hour <laughs> number three. <laughs> I love fighting. <laughs> oh, what a fun show. You know, this is a lot of fun stuff I get to do. This is a lot of fun I get to do being the board operator and producer of this show. Just to... Showing little sound clips there just to buzz people's shop. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you're, the, you're the cult leader. I am the cult leader. Yeah, you bow, yeah, I'll be looking up and bowing down to you, right, Sean? Yep, that's right. All right, boys, uh, time to get into some NFL football games. We have the list of games that we're going to go over here. Uh, we have those slated yep. for Ethiopia games, so we'll try to go ah. as quickly as we can for those games. But uh, toss the mic to Sean Mann, the historian man. Where where are we starting today, you hump? All right, yes, yeah, so as Josh pointed out, we are in hour number three of week number 14 of the NFL. This is what we do for our Friday segment for the third hour. The first game we're going to get to, the Washington Redskins, who lost a heartbreaker against Dallas on Monday night. They also they also take on a Bears team, which lost a heartbreaker to the San Francisco 49ers. 
I'm going to go first. Uh, Redskins and the Bears. Oh, my gosh, this is really, really a tough one because this has got a lot of playoff implications to it. Uh, boy, hard to, hard for me to say it, but I think I'm going to take the Washington Redskins in this game. I think Colt – actually, you know what? I'm going to switch it. I'm going to go with the Bears. Uh, this was really tough, but Chicago looks a lot better because what, from what you're telling me, Josh and Frank, if RG3 – is starting at quarterback, that's not a good thing for the Washington Redskins because RG3 the last few years has just not been the the leader for that team. They should be better off going with Colt McCoy. So I'm going with the Bears. Frank? Excuse me, but isn't aren't the Washington Redskins in first place, right? I know it's bad, but they're still in first place, right? And one of the NFC East divisions. But they're tied for first. The point is they're tied for first. You can't say... A tight for first place, unless you say for first place. Listen, why are you going to start <laughs> RG3? Why are you going to start that guy that causes turmoil and dysfunction junction? Look, I understand Kirk Cousins may not be elite, but he's having an okay kind of season, I guess you can say. Pretty decent. He's been good yeah. at times. Now, maybe a little shaky here and there, but Kirk Cousins, he's had a pretty solid season. I'll say for Kirk Cousins, not bad. Now, looking at this game ahead. The Chicago Bears should have won that game. Should have, could have, would have, didn't. Of course, we can look at Robbie Gold, but we can look at a terrible defense. Can you play that sound effect, by the way, about the defense? That's terrible. Yeah, Sean, <laughs> I agree. That defense was indeed terrible. Not to mention what was terrible was the the red zone conversions on offense. It was all terrible. Thank you, Chuck. But you know what? That. That is blasphemous. Yes, that is it is. Blasphemous. How yeah. dare you? How dare you say such a thing? Exactly. How dare I say that? How dare the Bears? But you know what? It's reality. The Bears lost this game. But the Washington Redskins, how many games? Guys, they're tight for first. And how? Uh, let me ask you guys this. They're tight for first. And how many games have they won on the road? Oh, and five. Zero. Yeah, exactly. They've laid a goose egg. I didn't ask them what the record was. I asked how many games they want. They want uh, away from FedEx Field. Zero, a goose egg. Listen, the Washington Redskins have not been convincing on the road. The Bears, shaky at home, but they had a couple of close ones. I just want to see the Bears get to eight and eight. I'm taking the Bears. Josh? Uh, man. You know, this team has to prove to me that you got to win at home. They've lost three straight games at home and eight out of their last nine at home. Someone that is utterly – That is blasphemous. That is blasphemous. How oh. dare you? How dare you say such a thing? The Reverend Stephen A. Smith. I'm going to go to Bears – but I'm not going to be surprised if the Redskins win because the Bears don't know how to play in front of their hometown. But I'll go with the Bears, and Robbie Gold gets his revenge from last week. Which was which led to heartbreak for the Bears with a chance to really gain ground in the NFC wild card. Another big matchup, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Josh? Uh, um. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road. Um, not impressed by Andy Dalton whatsoever. I like what I see from the Steelers' offense on the road or at home. And uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers. They're really playing really well right now. Frank? 
I'll say this. It is hard not to argue against the Pittsburgh Steelers and what they've been able to do, beating the Indianapolis Colts last week uh, pretty convincingly. But what about the week before, a game which they could have easily won uh, up there in Seattle against a tough Seahawks team? Uh, Guys, this is really difficult for me to determine on who's going to win this game. I'm going to go opposite here. I'm going to take the Bengals. I guess maybe partly, too, is because Josh Lopez is taking the Steelers. But you know what? I'm just kidding. But I am <laughs> with the Bengals, and I think they're going to win maybe on a close one. This may come down to a field goal. I'm taking Cincinnati. I am going to go with – yeah, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game against Cincinnati. This is a huge game because, like I said, that AFC is up for grabs. It's a three-team race, and I think you guys know exactly why I'm picking Pittsburgh, but we'll leave it like that. Pittsburgh played a very outstanding game, blowing out Indianapolis 45-10. to Cincinnati, they played an outstanding game, whooping the Cleveland Browns 37-3 to in Cleveland. So it's a really tough match, tough one for me to decide. Remember the last time these two teams played, Cincinnati went uh, into Pittsburgh and, and squeaked that one out. Hey, guys. 16-10. Yeah, I am a guy. Damn, I... Man, this sucks, man. Uh, uh, we'll get back to the NFL games really quick, but another sad passing uh, way story I have to announce is that it is breaking news. Uh, huh? Former break fixture Tommy Hansen died to the uh, result of cocaine and alcohol abuse. Tommy Hansen? So, oh, my gosh. Tommy Hansen. Right. Tommy. Yeah. Oh, so they did determine Tommy Hansen's death, yeah, because he had passed away uh, a little more than a month ago, and... Uh, so yeah. that's what it was. So there was drugs. Oh, my goodness. Kids, let me tell you something. Kids, if you are listening out there, I don't care if you're kids, adults, drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. But they are bad. Reality is they will kill yeah. you. Don't abuse drugs. You have a lot to live for. Yes, yeah, not worth it. Hey, yeah, go thanks. back to the game, Sean. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's go back to these games. That, that, that's, that's fine. Uh yeah, and I think you guys know exactly why I'm picking Pittsburgh against Cincinnati, although those two teams played really great last weekend, played really well and did things it's good. But me. it's a big matchup because, because look at it. Pittsburgh played at home against Cincinnati the last time. The Bengals pulled that one off narrowly 16-10. to 10. So it'll be a good game in Cincinnati, but I have my reasons why I'm picking Pittsburgh, even though it's going to be a really tough game for uh, both teams. Tough for me to pick. Uh-huh. I can't wait to get the Seahawks-Baltimore game, but go ahead, go ahead. The next matchup we get to, San Francisco-Cleveland. Ethiopia. Ethiopia. I I was waiting for you guys to say that. Boring. Boring. (laughs) (laughs) This game game is so meaningless. I'm so glad you – I was waiting for you both to say Ethiopia. Make it quick. I'm going with the 49ers. Josh, I'm gonna go with the 49ers, 40 to nothing. Frank, and th- the preview of this game is brought to you by the Ethiopia Tour Tourist and Visitors Bureau. For more information, uh, oh, yeah, that's what they were gonna laugh. You know, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that from now on when we preview these games and the Ethiopia games. Next to it, he's starting. But it doesn't matter if him or Austin Davis is, are starting. 
it seems that Mike Pennon has lost complete control of this team. And when you, and he, by the way, he's out the door. He's terrible. And he's out the door. Show him the door. I'm taking San Francisco. Especially That's terrible. Especially Cleveland and their new uniforms that they have, which Josh probably finds to be very good. That's terrible. Those are terrible. <laughs> the, next game, the next game we get to, it will be the San Diego Chargers. You lost 17-3 to yep. against the Denver Broncos last weekend. They traveled to Arrowhead Stadium to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Frank. Whoa, really? Okay, let's see. Uh, so it's uh, Den- so San Diego and Denver. Denver wins by plenty of. No, San Diego, Kansas City, you hump. It's at Arrowhead Stadium. Oh, I thought, oh yeah. I, sorry, I thought that was my fault. My fault. My fault. My fault. Oh, no, that's the Raiders. That's the Raiders. I thought we were talking about the Raiders here. No, no, no. San Diego, Kansas City, buddy. Sorry. My apologies. I made an error. I was up boozing last week. Oops. <laughs> oops, oops, oops. Guys, no, no, I got to tell fine. you, I got to take the Chargers. I got to take the Chargers at home because I am impressed with the way, uh, or pardon me, the, the Chiefs at home. I've been impressed really with the way Kansas City has been playing. And understand, they're yeah. still not out of this divisional hunt with the Denver Broncos. I mean, they could get in as a wild card. They are the number 15. I know it's San Diego. They may have Los Angeles on their mind. I'm taking the Chiefs. I go next. I will take the Kansas City Chiefs too, Frank and Josh, because I look at this matchup and I look at a couple things. I look at the fact that, yes, the Chiefs are a team that's in the hunt for that AFC wild card. They're right there with a bunch of, uh, with a couple other teams battling it out. I just, San Diego, you're right. I think it's just focusing on what the future brings to them. Like, what will it be? Where will they be by this time next year? Will they become the L.A. Chargers? Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of questions that come into play. Josh, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs, but it seems like the San Diego Chargers seem to score more points on the road recently, and I. I kind of odd because their last victory was actually on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, but I'll go with Kansas City at home. Uh, Kansas City is a dangerous team. I wouldn't want to play them in the wild card round of the playoffs. Next. Next game. Next. Get ready for this one. Detroit against St. Louis. And the preview of this game is brought to you by the EFIA Tourism and Visitors Bureau. That's terrible. <laughs> Visit Ethiopia today for a third world vacation. Josh, Detroit, St. Louis. <laughs> oh, God. Why is this game on television? Why? Just, it's for the Why? fans of Detroit and for the fans of St. Louis. We don't, what do you mean it's not television? We don't get it. <laughs> Red zone. Um, I'm going to go with the, the I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions, 20 to 16. I could get a big dude about this game. So I'll go with the Lions on the road. Frank, let me ask you this. Outside of the two team markets, uh, how many people are even going to watch this on DirecTV's NFL Sunday ticket if they have it? Pretty much nobody. Listen, this game, I'll just say this about the Detroit Lions, the visitors here. I think with what happened against the Green Bay Packers a week ago, I think that can play a psychological effect on, on this team. I think that this, well, what we saw on Thursday Night Football a week ago has exposed a lot about the Detroit Lions. And besides, if I have to pick a winner of this game that I will forget a year from now, I'm going to take the St. Louis Rams. They are at home. I guess it's a flip a coin game because these two teams are that bad, terrible, you name it. 
know, this is a game that's so meaningless. It's a toss-up. I don't really care. I'll take the St. Louis Rams to win it. Yeah, it's a coin flip. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to take the St. Louis Rams to defeat the Detroit Lions. Just because when you look at this matchup, this game doesn't mean anything at all, like you pointed out, Josh and Frank. And I know that one thing about Detroit is, and St. Louis, is that they just want to finish strong. They want to both realize that they're both preparing even for next year and what is going to end up happening with their teams. I think maybe, I don't know if people were surprised that the Lions were bad or or they'll be the same old Lions where they just don't seem like they make the playoffs and they go back to the losing ways. At least the Lions have a home. At least the Lions have a home. Where about the Rams? Where will their home be next year? That's a big question and a good one. Uh, The next game. Tennessee Titans at New York Jets. Boring. And this Boring. game is also brought to you by the Ethiopia Tourism and Visitors <laughs> Bureau. Yeah, yeah this I, is a, it's also brought to you by the Ethiopia Sports Network, which you can get for $9.99 a month. I'll go first. Uh, Tennessee Titans, New York Jets. Um, you know, the New York Jets really showed that they want to be a threat in the AFC. They needed the game so bad. Right now, they're currently holding the sixth seed in the AFC. The history of the Jets in the the month of December has not always been the best for them. They haven't always been good in the month of December. However, the fact that they beat the Giants, they come back from 10 points down, gentlemen, and beat the New York Giants was very impressive. I think a lot of people thought it was over, that the Jets were not going to beat them. The, Giant, the Giants gave it to the Jets because the Giants made bad decisions. I'm not trying to get off topic, but I'm just giving you my perspective on how the Jets came back and won. And the Jets were able to finally end a five-game losing streak. In this game, got to go with the New York Jets in this game. Jets know that their hopes are big every weekend. Every game is, is like a game for their lives, just battling out for their playoff lives. Uh, we move to Josh. Uh, I'll go with the New York Jets, even though I, I can't stand Brandon Marshall, and I hope he never plays in the playoffs. Um, I'll, I'll go with the um, yeah, I'll go with the Jets. Tennessee's terrible. They're gonna have Charlie Whitehurst. <laughs> no, no, he's actually in the Jacksonville game. Nonetheless, uh, yeah, nonetheless, I'm gonna go with the uh, the. Frank. I'm going to take the New York Jets, too, because this is a team that has really surprised me with Todd Boyles under his first year as the head coach. Uh, maybe not the best team, obviously, in the AFC East, because let's face it, when you start that season, the question is who's going to finish second and third to the New England Patriots. That's always the question, and who's going to get a wild card spot. But the New York Jets, they have really come uh, turned it up as of late. They really have done a fine job. They've won... Um, their last couple of games, uh, the Dolphins, the Giants last week. That was, I'll tell you what, that was a huge win for them, not only because they were going up against uh, their uh, in-house their in-house rivals, although I don't know if I can call them rivals. They only play each other every four years, but they need it for their playoff hopes. Jets. Next game, Buffalo Bills, who beat the Houston Texans 30-21 to last weekend, take on a Philadelphia Eagles team, which shocked me and shocked everybody in the football world by defeating the New England Patriots. Bills and Eagles, let's go to Frank. Ooh, Bills and Eagles, huh? You know what? Who would have thought a week ago that the Eagles would go in 
to New England, defeat the Patriots a week after that Thanksgiving disaster in which we everybody was saying you couldn't you could have a conversation about that game from a Philadelphia Eagles standpoint without talking about Chip Kelly um being out of a job at the end of the season. But for the Eagles to go why do I have a feeling that that okay, the Eagles go into New England one week and lose the next week against the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo, granted, they did lose their game last week, but this is a Buffalo Bills team that at times shows that they can play some pretty good defense. They did that against Brady on a Monday night a couple weeks ago. Guys, I'm gonna I don't know if this is an upset or not, but I'm gonna take the Buffalo Bills in this one on the road. Actually, Frank, to correct you, they didn't. The Bills didn't lose last weekend. They won thirty to twenty-one against Houston. Yeah, my apologies. No, I'm talking about two weeks ago. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking no, about no, last no, weekend. No, 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 no. They said they won last week. Uh, I said okay. two weeks ago they lost uh, against the New England Patriots. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, Frank, I got you, bud. Now we move to okay. we move to Josh on this Bills Eagles matchup. Uh, you got you got a battle of two running backs who are prima donnas that only care about themselves and not their team. So I can give a big news about this game. Um, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills on the road. Uh, the Eagles will lose, but they'll still be in the playoff contention because the NFC East is so horrible. But uh, I'll go with the Buffalo Bills because any time I go against the Buffalo Bills, they win. So I'll go with the Bills. You know the way I look at I this before I even got to this game and I looked at it, I thought this is a really tough one, Josh and Frank and everybody listening in because this is a matchup where two teams are fighting for their playoff lives. One trying to fight hard to get in, maybe as an AFC wild card. Well, not maybe to try to get in there as the AFC wild card. The Eagles are trying to fight with everybody for that NFC East division. It's just a really, really tough one. And, Frank, you did have a good point that the Bills are one of those teams that is trying to improve. It's like they're almost there to maybe trying to be a threat like they were back in the decades of the 80s. They're polarizing. Actually, by by the late 19th, actually in the decade of the 80s and the 90s. This matchup is so tough for me to decide, but I'll just take a guess. Uh, I'm going to take... The Buffalo Bills, I think it would be interesting to see the Eagles lose. Like, oh, they win one big game because they go into Foxborough and they win because of bad decisions by the Patriots. But I still maybe have that hunch that they could, okay, they win, but then they come right back home and end up losing to the Bills. But a huge game for both teams. The next matchup, the Saints at the Buccaneers. Last weekend, the New Orleans Saints almost, pulled off the big upset against the Carolina Panthers. That did not happen. They take on the Buccaneers, who have played very well under Lovey Smith. I'm going to go first in this one. Tough matchup again, but I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Josh. Um, I'm going to go for Drew for Breeze with the uh, New Orleans Saints. That's right. I said it's Drew for Breeze for the quarterback that stings. I, Wait, Drew what? That's what I'm Drew for Breeze. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Hold, hold up. Just give me a second. I think you guys will get this thing. I hope so. This is saying that they have in these uh, commercial ads. What is it? Something for Breeze. Oh, Versus Febreze, some, uh, yes. Yeah, Febreze, there, there is a commercial for Febreze. Yeah, I get it. Pretty cre- Hey, you yeah, know what? Drew, creativity. Drew Febreze. Drew for Drew for Breeze for the quarterback that stinks. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints as an upset here. Um, 
I don't think the Buccaneers are going to make the playoffs, so uh, I'll go with the Saints on the road. Frank? Uh. Febreze, yes. I, have I bought Febreze? I don't recall. Anyway, guys, speaking of Drew Febreze uh, and the New Orleans Saints, they, they could have won last week in the Superdome, but the problem is they are used to playing too much in their comfort zone. You get this New Orleans Saints team away from the Superdome, you will see that they are, oh my goodness, 1-5? and five? They are a pathetic one and five and three and three. Really, that's not convincing. If it's dome sweet home, it just seems to me that we see a po- we just see two New Orleans Saints teams. We see a New Orleans Saints team that plays well um, at home, but not quite the case on the road. And as a matter of fact, it seems that on the road they get embarrassed, they get thumped, they're bad, they're terrible. I'm taking Tampa Bay in this one. And real quickly before we go to the um, next game. With the uh, Buccaneers, you know, it's kind of like with Rex Ryan in a way, because maybe it's a sign of things to come for both Tampa Bay and and Buffalo, but we'll leave it like that. Atlanta takes on Carolina. This is a no-brainer for me. I'm going to go first. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers in this game. I thought if there was one team that possibly could upset them, it would be New Orleans, but who can stop the Carolina uh, Panthers? Really, nobody has. Ron Rivera has really done a wonderful job with that team. And expectations, I guess, were so-so before the season began for the Carolina Panthers. They've been really impressive. And for the Atlanta Falcons, they're just fading. They're they're reeling. They're fading. They lost last weekend against Tampa Bay. Falcons are in trouble. They got off to a pretty good start with 5-0 and and tied with Carolina, but they're fading. They're done. There's no way. I, I just don't see any way, anyhow, how the Falcons can even make the playoffs. And uh, they've just been a big disappointment for a lot of Atlanta Falcon fans. Josh. Well, you look... Go ahead, Josh. I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers, 23-10. to 10. Um, Not much for the Atlanta Falcons. I do think Dan Quinn's going to be a good coach in the NFL. I just think Matt Ryan's the problem with the Atlanta Falcons. He's just too inconsistent as a player, and he's not a real leader. So I'll go with the Carolina Panthers at home. Frank. If i got to go to the Carolina Panthers at home because I said if there was one game they were going to lose, it would have been last week against the Saints, which I predicted Carolina uh, to lose that game. I actually predicted New Orleans to win that game. Um, I, was ex- I thought it played out very well because I thought it would be pretty close. But the Carolina Panthers, if you don't believe that they're going to go 17-0, and Believe it now, because I believe they are going to go 17-0. The question is, we should be questioning what happens in the playoffs here, because that's where the real fun begins. But Atlanta, they've fallen off the face of the earth. I mean, weren't we talking about them being possibly contenders for that division, the NFC East, in October? And sure enough, the Carolina Panthers have been able to run the table. Um, Carolina for me, definitely. Just the yeah, and and agreed, Frank. Just the way they've been so impressive, and that this is a team that last year was seven, eight, and one. Not always pretty, but they get the job done. Get set for this one: Indianapolis Colts at Jacksonville Jaguars. Hold on, hold on. And this game is, and the preview of this game is brought to you by the Ethiopia Tourism and Visitors Bureau, <laughs> where don't forget, <laughs> surprise your loved ones with a vacation to the third world nation. Ethiopia. And this and, and the men boring. boring. And we move okay, so now 
the guy who just made that announcement about Ethiopia. Let's go to you, Frank. Colts at Jaguars. <laughs> you don't even need Andrew Luck to start this game. Look, the thing about Indianapolis, they played a pretty good team in the Indianapolis Colts. Play. I mean, let me say Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts played a pretty good Pittsburgh Steelers team. But the fact is, I'll say this about the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're going to give it everything they have. I mean, really, believe it or not, it's hard for me to pick this one because I won't be surprised if Jacksonville comes up, comes ready to play. But I'll take the hot hand Indianapolis, although I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. Josh. The Jacksonville Jaguars will end the Indianapolis Colts season as they got the Jaguars winning 27-20. Charlie Weifers playing for the Indianapolis Colts in place of Matt Hasselbeck. The Colts season is over. I almost took the Jags myself. You know, Indianapolis, now we go to me next. Indianapolis needs a better performance. They have got to bounce back after getting destroyed. And I've always said, what's the thing that's really kind of hurt the Colts a lot on the road? It's been their defense. The Colts have not really had a big – ever since Andrew Luck came to the NFL, the Colts' defense has been, oh, so-and-so. You know, it always hasn't been the best, gentlemen. And the way I look at it is I just – I see them beating Jacksonville, but their defense has never been strong. Maybe since uh, Peyton Manning left, because the Colts always had these good defensive teams, but they just never had these good defensive teams. Like they just, uh, since Andrew Luck came. I'll take the Colts in this one, but again, I still say Houston, when we get to that game, has got, and when we get to the Texans, has the better advantage over Indianapolis in the AFC South. Next matchup. Get ready for this. The Seattle Seahawks at the Baltimore Ravens. And this game, and this preview of the Seattle Seahawks versus the Baltimore Ravens is brought to you by the Ethiopia Tourism and Visitors Bureau. Right now, and take the, 50%. And, the Ethiopia, and the Ethiopia Sports Network. Don't forget, you stay, don't forget you your hotel room in in rundown downtown in rundown Ethiopia will have the Ethiopia Sports Network on their on their five inch television. <laughs> I'm gonna go first. Uh, Seattle Baltimore Seahawks played a very impressive game against the uh, Vikings. They played like we were like everybody expected them to play when they outgained, outcoached, outplayed the Minnesota Vikings. Seattle Seahawks. Baltimore is just ready for this season to be over with. It's been disappointing. They've had a lot of games this year the Ravens have that have had they've had a chance to win, but they've always ended by giving up a game-winning touchdown to the opposing team, a game-winning field goal. I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks on the road in Baltimore. I just Joe Flacco is a good quarterback, but the Ravens need to get healthy and get prepared for 2016. Frank you know, by the way, did you guys know that this was supposed to initially be the Sunday night game on NBC? That's right. This game Correct. was flexed out, which means it's it's terrible, as if we haven't overused that word already. But, listen, <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks, what was very convincing was going into Minnesota. And at times you have to question how they would fear on the road because they're used to the elements, they're used to the crowd sound being the ultimate element. But they have stepped it up as of late. This Seattle team, if they can get into the postseason – who knows what they possibly can do? I mean, Seattle, just taking a look at where they stand right now, they're, they would be the number six seed. They're, the only way Seattle's going to get in is a wild card. 
But get in the wild card, see what happens. They're picking up a lot of steam. Baltimore, they've had problems with injuries. i got to take Seattle. Josh. Breaking news story. Jimmy nope. Clawson will be starting for the Baltimore Ravens this Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks. So, Jimmy Clawson is take reunited Seattle. with Mark Trestman. Even more reason to take Here Seattle. I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, they better not play down the competition to the Ravens. I know everybody's riding the Seahawks bandwagon right now, but I, I, I don't think they're the team that they were the last years. But I will go with the Seahawks to win this game. Oakland Raiders at the Denver Broncos. Frank, Denver will win this Sunday. <laughs> there, I said it. Maybe no Peyton Manning, but... That's another team that has had their... Before I get to Josh, Frank, are you impressed with what you've seen from Brock Osweiler? Of course I have. You know what I've been impressed with? And uh, it's hard to believe I'm saying this about Brock Osweiler as opposed to Peyton Manning, but what about the the, the turnovers? I mean, hasn't that been a problem with Peyton Manning, the interception? And it's just sad to say that because Peyton Manning's had a great career. He's a Hall of Famer. I mean, he means a lot more to Indianapolis than he does to Denver, although they did go to a Super Bowl in Denver. I mean, just look at the impact he's had in Indianapolis. But don't you guys get the sense, too, that everybody has their time in which they start to evaporate, in which they start to dissolve. They lose certain physical skills. Maybe Peyton Manning is starting to lose it. Although, if they, once they get in the playoffs, you know Peyton Manning's going to start. But I've been impressed with Black, Brock Osweiler based on the fact that he hasn't turned the ball as often as we've seen mm-hmm. with Peyton Manning. Very, very impressive. Very. Yeah, wait till I got a little opinion on this game. Josh, Oakland, Denver. This game's in Denver, right? Yeah, uh, in a mile city. You know, this is going to be a good game, actually. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, Raiders, despite losing to the Chiefs last week, uh, they're, they're, they're a young team. They'll get better as the years go by, but um, I think they will in the years to come. Maybe. I, I, I think this will be Brock Osweiler's first real challenge, to be honest with you, since becoming the quarterback for the Broncos. I will go with the Broncos, but when will Peyton come back? I have no idea uh, when. Uh, Oakland, Denver. Uh, these two teams have always had a dislike for each other. I know when I used to live in Casper, Wyoming, I lived there from '04 to '07. There was all I met You're people. A world <laughs> I lived there for a couple <laughs> years there, buddy. But that's okay. But anyway, there's a lot of history to that. There's a lot of hatred between Raider fans and Bronco fans. This is an old rivalry between these two teams. Oakland, in order to keep their slight playoff hopes alive, they yes, they have to win. This is a must-win game for them. However, when you look at Oakland, they've been a team that has really improved. When you think about last year, last year was a really tough year for Oakland. They had, I believe it was a 2-14 and season. They were miserable. They didn't get their first win until a Thursday night game against uh, Kansas City uh, last year in the rain. But the way I look at it is, yeah, Brock Osweiler has been very, very impressive. And uh, I have to say, there's an opinion that I have to say about the Broncos, and it goes like this. Mm-hmm that Denver has finally been showing me that they're playing full-effort games. What I'm getting at, everybody, with full-effort games is they're finally playing games where their defense and special teams does not have to win it for them. The defense and the special teams has won a lot of their games. 
Denver is lucky to be where they're at because Denver right now could be a team that could be 500 or below 500 if it wasn't for their defense and their special teams. And when Peyton Manning comes back, it's going to be a big debate who uh, Gary Kubiak wants as quarterback to be the coach. That's no debate. He'll be Peyton. In this game, though, I want Denver to lose just because of what's at stake in the entire AFC, but I don't see it happening. So i got to go with the Denver Broncos in this game. Uh, next, uh, Dallas Cowboys at the Green Bay Packers. The last time these two teams met, you go back to January of this year, the NFC Divisional Playoff game, a game that Green Bay won. But, of course, for Dallas, they believe it ended in controversy because of a bad ruling. I'm going to go first in this one. Uh, Green Bay is very fortunate that now they're atop the NFC North because of what we saw yesterday evening when Minnesota lost. The Packers know it's very, very simple. They win. They got a full game. They got a one. It got a full game lead over Minnesota. Packers lose. They're in trouble. I just don't see it happening. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a big day for Green Bay. The Packers uh, very well probably will make the playoffs, but probably as a wild card because Green Bay is not going to catch Carolina. They're not going to catch uh, Arizona. But in this game, I like where the Packers maybe sit. They were lucky they won that game because of a Hail Mary. So, uh, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers against Dallas. Uh, Dallas, your season's history. It's over with. You might as well start preparing for 2016. And for Jerry Jones, I have to say this, Jerry. With all, every year you come out and say the Cowboys are going to win a Super Bowl, it's not going to happen. And you better start preparing for the future because you got Tony Romo up there in age. You don't even know what's going to happen with him in the next couple of years. Let's go to Josh. Green Bay hosting Dallas. Just because it's the NFL, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, my goodness. He's doing hey, it again. You know what? I have to say this. Josh was right with Dallas and it Washington. Was. He got the Dallas-Washington game. So I know. I was Josh knows that with upset specials, Josh always comes out right. So Josh has taken Dallas to beat Green Bay. Any reason why they're Josh? Well, the Packers beat the Lions and the Bears at home. Let's, let's not gloss over that. And they almost lost to the San Diego Chargers, too. Yeah, look at Okay, they were lucky. Cool. Aaron Rodgers had a Hail Mary throne. Let's give him the MVP. Let's give him every award now. Because the no, Packers he doesn't deserve the MVP. Home let's kiss the Packers' ass some more. They've been <laughs> inconsistent. I'm, I'm going with the Cowboys. Why not? Frank. So I guess then, Josh, we're not going to have the funeral for the Dallas Cowboys playoff hopes on Monday. Remember, I pitched that idea <laughs> that we would have a funeral, that we would have uh, Brian play taps, and we would all uh, be in mourning. So what you're, so what you're trying to say is that's not going to happen. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen, gentlemen, gentlemen. I am convinced that one play can definitely change your season around. And seeing the Green Bay Packers after they did beat the De- the Detroit Lions, I think there's new sense of momentum here. There's a newfound dedication. There's a newfound enthusiasm. And one game can do a lot. I don't necessarily think the Packers are a Super Bowl team, but I think they are going to win the division. And if they win this game, that's going to hurt the Minnesota Vikings' chances. I mean, pretty much you could say that maybe, just maybe, uh, the play. The division hopes of the Vikings, well, I don't say they're dead, but they've pretty much taken a big turn for the worst. 
I do have to take the Vic, the Packers in this one because you do look at Dallas. They still have an injury bug. And besides, they're playing a team that's a lot better than a mediocre Washington Redskins club. You, Dallas, you think were, Dallas you, oh, sorry. Dallas no, no, has, had yeah. their, has had their struggles. I'm going with Green Bay. Okay, excuse me. Uh, what I was just going to say is you think about how Green Bay is right now. They're very fortunate to be 8-4 and four because they, are. they could have been a team that, if they weren't prepared against Minnesota, could have lost. The game against Detroit was a, was a lucky game that they won because of a Hail Mary that saved them. They could have been a 6-6 six and six team, gentlemen, and a team that would have Mike McCarthy's job maybe on the line. But Green Bay has been able to hold it together. They got four games left. Uh, the game, if they lose to Dallas, that's going to really shock me and everybody. And then Josh will be message me, and he'll probably say, what did I tell you there, buddy, about the Cowboys uh, beating Green Bay right there <laughs> in Green Bay? Sunday night football on NBC with Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth calling this game. It will be the New England Patriots. New England England Patriots at the Houston Texans. Let's go and start with Josh. New England at Houston. I will not be watching this game. I'll be covering the TLC pay-per-view for WrestleZone.com. Oh, my. Article there. Um, Cheers. Oh, my. I'm going to – I think it's going to be a good game, but I'll go with the Houston Texans. At home, I think this is. I think they want this game more than the Patriots do. Obviously, the Patriots play in a weaker division, so they can take a loss here. They it won't affect them. But I'll go with the Houston Texans by a field goal, twenty-three to twenty. Frank, I'm not going to give any scores here, but I don't think it's going to be uh, anywhere close to twenty-three twenty. And I agree with Charles Barkley; it's going to be terrible because I do believe that New England's very poised to win this game. They're going to be ready. And uh, you look at Houston. That that is blasphemous. That is blasphemous. How dare you? How dare you say such a thing? And that's addressed to Frank. (laughs) How dare I say it? How dare I say it? Because I'm speaking according to the language that is Frank Sprinkle here. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sean. Sean, you were going to address me. Uh, you, you were adding a little bit more for New England and, and Houston. And who is your pick again, Frank? Yeah, I'm thinking definitely, Sean, and I'm not doing this to make your day because I could care less about any of your days, but I am going to take the New England Patriots in this one. Listen, you go into Buffalo and you can't win there. Uh, that already is a lot to expose you of. And I think New England, listen, New England loses three in a row. They got serious problems. I know they're a little beat up. But they should be able to win this game as long as you have Tom Brady, as long as you have number 12 quarterbacking that team. I think they respond and they blow out the Houston Texans. And I do care about you, Sean. Just kidding. I I, I know. I know, buddy. Uh, The way I look at this game is a couple things. I hope New England practiced really hard on their special teams because the special, you know, a blocked punt last weekend, giving up an 80-yard return for a touchdown, really, really hurt the Patriots a lot. I am going with the Patriots, but I'm just telling you both and giving my perspective about this game and just telling you that there are things that – they need to really, really, really correct because That's that. Terrible. Has been... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's having fun with the. I know he's a lot. I am. Cool. Uh, but if you look at this game, 
New England knows that they have got they need a lot of help. They need Cincinnati and Denver to lose because I said, look, I said it's simple, New England, you have to win your next four games. If you're going to get the top seed in the AFC and get home field advantage and you want it to go through all of Foxborough, Massachusetts, which is not too far away from Boston, Boston. you have got you have got to play a better you have got to do better. And you know, Frank, you'd ask me if maybe uh, fatigue was setting in for the Patriots. I don't think that. I don't think. I don't think it is necessarily fatigue that is hurting this New England Patriots team. I think. I the fact is, I think it's just because their receivers are out. Gronk has been out. Edelman's been out. Amendola's been hurt. Injuries have really piled up on this team. So, Sean, they have some ambitions. They got to come back soon. Yeah, and for New England, they know they've got to do it. So Brady's got to step up. He's got to be smart with his decision-making. Special teams has to be better. I look for a better performance on Sunday night against Houston, although I may expect this game to be close because uh, a few years ago, New England went down to Houston, and Houston really made it a game. You know, New England had to win that one on a game-winning field goal in 2013. So being said, though, I still believe that the Patriots are going to win this game against Houston, but the Texans know. I have to tell you about the AFC South real quickly because we got to get to the next game. Uh, with the Texans, they know very, very well that they're battling it out still with the Indianapolis Colts, and I still have got to give the edge to the Houston Texans over Indianapolis because the Colts know that with uh, Matt Hasselbeck, we don't know how long he can keep it up, and he looked really, really uh, bad on Sunday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I just uh, – it's going to be an interesting matchup, but I really hope New England comes back. But, yeah, Patriots, totally. I I think they're going to come back and do their job and win. Do their job, win. Monday night – Bill Belichick does. Yeah, Bill Belichick needs to make sure they're Good ready job. to play. Good job. Monday night football on ESPN. da 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 I was just waiting for that. Okay, the New York football Giants, who lost a heartbreaker to their crosstown rivals, the New York Jets, they will travel to South Beach and take on the Miami Dolphins. And according to you, Josh, this game is brought. This game preview is brought to you by the Ethiopia Tourism and Visitors Bureau. <laughs> you can enjoy a nice sunshine vacation in Ethiopia, surrounded by poverty. And depression. So visit Ethiopia today. Uh, let's, let's start with the man who just made that public service announcement about Ethiopia, Frank, between the Giants and the Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to be honest. This one is relatively difficult for me to pick. you got to understand, the New York Giants, uh, can you honestly trust this team if they get out to a big lead? Because I can't. We've seen this over and over and over again. Now, what it is, for I think some of it has to do with Coughlin's coaching. The decisions haven't been so great. That's probably a big reason why. But we just we do, we see the New York Giants, and we I mean they blew a ten point lead against the New York Jets last week, a game that they could have easily won. But it's kind of reminding me of the Bears last week too, how both teams went overtime and just blew it. Uh, the Miami Dolphins. I know this has not been a good fundamentally sound team. But they they did win last week. They're at home. I gotta take I gotta be honest, guys, I gotta take the Dolphins in this one. I'm gonna go next in this game, uh the Giants and the Dolphins. Uh Tom Coughlin knows that he's faced a lot of pressure. We know that he faced a lot of pressure in two thousand seven when they won the Super Bowl that year and uh, which really upset me a lot. And the same thing with two thousand eleven. 
But I have to mention, Josh and Frank, that That's I. The, Gi- the Giants, you're right, Frank, this has been, they're like the Ravens. They have had these big leads. Well, the Ravens have had actually a lot of the games, they haven't been like double digits for the Ravens, but I'm kind of comparing it a little bit, doing comparing and contrasting a little bit, because the Giants built these leads, and they're up by 10 points. And, you know, everybody talks about this four-year philosophy thing that, oh, the Giants won in 07, then they won it four years later, then da-da-da-da-da, it's four years later. I don't see that with them. I just don't see it with them. I'm going to pull an upset special. The Giants do not look The Giants do not look really, really good. I, I'm going to pull an upset special. I'm taking the Miami Dolphins. I think Miami has got everything it takes to beat, to beat the That's Giants. True. Yeah, and the Giants – will fade. They're, I, I think they're done. They're going to fade. Who knows what's going to happen with Tom Coughlin and where this team is going to go. The Giants are done. I, just, I, don't, I don't see it happening. Josh, we go to you. The floor is yours. Giants, Dolphins, Monday Night Football. I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins and a little fun fact here and the reason why I picked the Cowboys this week because after this week, everybody in the NFC East will be tied with each other. Boom. How messed up is that going to be? And it's going to just prove that when you look at that NFC East division, then you're going to see everybody will be tied maybe at 5-8. and eight. We know Dallas will be 4-9. and uh, nine. But when you look at it, you still could have a below 500 team in that NFC East division winning the division and possibly hosting a playoff game, which is really oh, – yeah. That's which is sad. Pre- it, it is. It's sad for the entire for NFL fans. It's sad for yeah. NFL fans and for the entire NFL why they are doing why they just like Josh has always pointed out. And even when we used to do Sports World Radio, we talked about how bad it is that we've seen two teams in the history of the NFL finish below 500 and still get in. The seven and nine Seattle Seahawks that was 2010, and then last year the seven eight and one Carolina Panthers. It just makes me. Really it's sick. After me. It is. And Josh, I know you're still fed up with it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. There's no reason why that happens. We don't need with to the, hear Stephen A for that. Yes. And, it, should and Josh, seeded. it should be seeded playoff seeds, not who wins your division. And Frank, I know you're upset about it. You have not really approved of that, too, with upset. the low 500 teams that get in. This is like little league, Kiwi football. In this case, we're we're all right, if you guys know in in in, child, in kids sports, whatever it's little league baseball, Kiwi football. Don't you notice that yeah. teams get a trophy for even losing? Well, this is kind of like mm-hmm. the equivalent of it. We're honoring we're honoring losing. Losing gets you into the tournament. Losing gives you a shot at getting to the Super Bowl potentially. <laughs> Excuse me? We're, it's wrong. It, it's, I don't even need to hear Stephen A. Smith to, to to describe how I feel. It's wrong. And once again, I'm going to repeat myself. If there's any under 500 teams that get into the playoffs, I will root against them. Even if the Green Bay Packers end up playing these guys, I will root against them. Yeah. boy. That's not great. I love it. Frank, Frank is here. 
Freaky Frankie Friday <laughs> is right. But the way I look at it, though, too, out of that is that my well, then maybe it's open to question. If NFL fans and all three of us are upset about go back to the way it was. Remember, like what I'm saying is, yeah. AFC East, AFC Central, AFC West, NFC East, NFC Central, and NFC West. Move all the teams back and have it the way it is before, or should we just leave it the way it is? That's a big, big question. You can't leave it the way it is. I think it should be done by conference seeding. Yeah. And what Roger Goodell has to do is he has to take – maybe learn a lesson from Adam Silver. Adam Silver did a great job to approach the situation with best records. So, there was something about that that I saw this year, about like best records and about uh, teams that below 500 would not be qualified to get in. That's what NFL should address because it's about teams that have winning records. It's about teams that are, are uh, teams that get the home field advantage. And I just, it's, it's really, really sad how it is. And, they really need to fix that. Anyway, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to send it back to Josh. That covers week number 14 of the NFL. We'll be, of course, going over all these games on Monday. Now it's back to you, Josh Lopez, who is host of the Sports Drive. Dun, 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 dun. That's the wrap we for made the it. NFL games. And that's the wrap for this week's edition of the Sports Drive. Before we head out here, any final thoughts, gentlemen? Let's start off with the Gale Force win. John Travolta of Sports Drive. <laughs> okay, listen. listen, listen do, I, do I look like John Travolta himself? Once again, how do I physically look like him facially? Do I look Do I physically look like John Both. Travolta? Both. Oh, okay, John you know what? John Travolta blonde hair. You know what? blonde hair? I thought he has dark hair. Josh and I should pitch in for a Christmas present with Christmas two weeks from today. Let's get Frank Grease yeah. and let's get him Saturday Night Fever, and then Frank oh, can even dance. Welcome back, Cotter. Give me Welcome Back Cotter reruns too on DVD. <laughs> Phenomenal. Give me back Welcome Back Cotter episodes on DVD, and we'll be set. So let me ask you this, Josh: We're not going to have a funeral, in your opinion, on Monday morning for the Dallas Cowboys? Nope. Can we, but can we have a funeral of when they are eliminated? You know they're going to be eliminated at some point. Yeah. Can we bring flowers? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> can, can, we, can we wear pitch black suits? If you want to. I'll find some funeral type music to play in the background. <laughs> All right! <laughs> <laughs> Like that guys, guys, I do. Guys, you know what sucks about Friday? Really, there's one thing that sucks. I won't have you guys to talk to over the week. Oh, my goodness. Can the weekend go by quick? I'm looking forward to Monday. I really am. Guys, enjoy playing with you both. Live you both. Sean, what? Sean? Yeah? Don't you have any final thoughts? Oh, wait a minute. Josh is supposed to. Josh, my, no, my apologies. I got a, no, no, no. I got my a final apologies. thought. I, 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 got a, I got a final thought. The I was final thought. the ball to you. Oh, okay. I, yeah. John Travolta, I John Travolta want uh, the I, the John Travolta uh, dummy was throwing the ball to your to your part of the. Court. I have to say though, with 18 episodes, we've gotten better a lot. We are. Uh, I was visiting with Josh and with Frank, and the numbers are getting better and better because we're almost close to 700 listeners, and which is good because we know that we're try we continue to keep doing it. I just want to say to all the people that listen to us, thank you all of you for making us three a part of your day. Uh, this is something that we 
look forward to doing. We're ready for it. We're planning for it. You know, even if we even if we're fatigued or tired or when we're ready to get, uh, just want to let you know we we love you all and we all want to just say thank you everybody for just uh, making this making us a part of your day and we're gonna we we're getting better every time we're doing it. I'm trying to work on not being repetitive and not interrupt, but uh, I'm getting better every time and I'm just enjoying a fabulous time with two wonderful guys, Josh Lopez, fabulous host and producer. And Frank Sprinkle. And the hey, before, snow- we, before we go, uh, I don't care if it's Stephen A. Smith or Charles Barkley. Josh, can we hear one more more soundbite before we depart? I don't care what it is. Can we hear one? That's terrible. That's <laughs> <laughs> a boy. Uh, no, we're not terrible. <laughs> and by the way, how dare you say that about Sean Mann? Sean Mann has great insight. Shame on you for saying that about Sean. Yeah. About Sean Chuck. I, Shame on you. I, I got the... I got some good news. So possibly Monday I'll have my new computer here, and we may have to make some new announcements because we might change platforms. But I want to thank Blogtalk for you for giving us the opportunity to do this here. Um, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, follow us on Twitter at DotSportsDrive. Follow us on Twitter at Sean at SWR. I'm at Twitter at WC Josh Lopez. Frank at JL Frank, thanks to the Snowman for coming in. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show here with one special song. Uh, I know we're not going to play copyright music, but we're going to give the credit to what Chris do. It's Banged by the Drum All Day by Todd Runger. We're going to wrap it up there. This has been the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. We hope you guys have a great weekend. Yes! Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Just get to the song already! Nice, nice. You just heard the Sports Drive with Josh Lopez and Sean Mann. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. We offer news, opinion, and discussion all the time for you Jock Stars. Catch you later, Jock Stars. Support for this show comes from Material. Material is a simple and intuitive e-commerce platform that lets you get your online store started without paying a dime. That's right. No ads, no setup costs, no transaction fees. Experience a fresh and easy new way to sell online by signing up at Material.com today. Kids.
1877 cars for kids K-A-R-S cars for kids 1877 cars for kids Donate your car today Also on the web at carsforkids.com That's cars with a K We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization So you'll receive a maximum tax deduction What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights 1877 cars for kids K-A-R-S cars for kids 1877 cars for kids Donate your car today Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com. Are we off? Yeah, the show just ended right there. Okay. Damn. Well, gentlemen, I got to get ready for a meeting, so if I don't hear from you, have a hey, wonderful weekend. I got to go get a Christmas tree this weekend, too. All right. Yeah, and, I, and Josh, I'll work on your letter. I promise you that. Yeah, Take nice care, guys. When it's done, all right? I will, I'll send it to you. Okay. You'll get it. You'll get it. You'll get it in an email. Tell All me right. what you think. All right, cool. All right. Take, guys, take care, gentlemen. Got to hit the showers. Care, got to go.